I can't hear. Yeah, I can't hear him. I was about to say, like, I, I'm hoping that's just not my mic yeah, not I cooperating. Think, yeah, <laughs> I can't hear him. Oh, there I we can't go. hear me now. Yep. There we yeah, go. Yeah, like live. the Verizon man. Like the Verizon <laughs> man. Oh, oh, we live and direct. I got the guys. I got a packed show tonight on Raw Mind Sports. Raw Mind, Raw Thoughts is what I always say. You already know what time it is. Hit my music. You're on time to talk sports. You're on time to talk sports with Raw Mind. Game day. You're on time to talk sports with Raw Mind. Game day. Who play? You're on time to talk sports with Raw Mind. Game day. Who plays with updates of all kinds? From fresh box to sideline. Who got cut? Who got signed? Who's clutch when it's crunch time? The starting lineup or the pine? Athletes compete, some without even trying. You want a championship, you gotta grind. When them bright lights shine, and this game go nine, they gon' cover the story, not quite like Ryan. Exclusive interviews, dudes plug like Mike Line. He's got the inside scoop of why, who got fine? Prime, time, got the game statistics. I could say, if you wasn't at the game, you missed it. But now, Raw Mind Sports covers the distance. Front row, that's close, like a coach's assistant. You wanna be in the know? Eyes open and listen. This is Raw Mind Sports, another edition. I like that intro. Yeah, I, I gotta set my game up now. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, that's that's step number one. <laughs> yeah. Nah, yeah, that's a dope track. Hey, Ryan, gotta turn your mic on, man. All right, bro, you got you got unmute yourself. All right, I'm here. I'm here. I don't know what happened right then. I hope you guys heard everything in the noise. Maybe I had to switch out something real quick. But with that being said, can you guys hear me? Yep. Yep. You're good now. Y'all can hear me now. Okay. Okay. Great. 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 I don't know what happened, man. Must be the Wi-Fi outage or something. I don't know what it is. But anyway, welcome to Raw Mind Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Jones. And one thing about this show is always unscripted, and I got a packed show today. So that being said, I'm gonna introduce the guests before we get started in Raw Mind Raw Thoughts. I'm gonna start off over here at the bottom with my main man, Michael Matthew. Go ahead and plug yourself in. Yo, what's up, guys? Michael Matthew here. Los Angeles, California, in the building, the best city in the land, the world, actually. Uh, sorry to everybody else. But, uh, you know, we're here to talk some sports, man. I I'm excited. You know, football is live. Um, you know, NBA got some, some great news for us. So, man, I'm excited to get it going. You can follow me at Michael, the PG, M-Y-K-E-L-L-T-H-E-P-G on all social media platforms. Let's get it. And we got my other guy, um, Mr. Real Lil himself. I'm going to go with you next. What's going on? What it do? You know, I'm getting my Kawhi Leonard on. What it do, baby? We in the building. <laughs> New York City. The best city in the world, not Los Angeles. All right? I got my brother who moved out to San Fran. And um, he can't seem to find good food out there. He's trying to hit up the Jamaican spot. They don't even talk Jamaican. They Chinese up in there. So the best food in the world is New York City. So we are the best city. Even though you know, different. San Fran is the bay. This is LA, man. We are all area. Now y'all be worshiping the Illuminati up there. Y'all Illuminati worshippers over there. We sports talk is over here. That's what we do. Looking forward to it. Let's get it. Oh, this is gonna be a great show. I got there. My guy, sports nerd speaks. Go ahead and let them know where they can find you. Yeah, you know what it is. 
it's me, it's Derek, uh, head of the Sports Nerd Speaks. Uh, I am out here in Vegas, the home of V2023 Stanley Cup champion, the Vegas Golden Knights, baby. Chargers <laughs> fan deep in Raider territory, what it do, don't at me. Uh, we're, we, and uh, this is to let everyone know, in the words of Idris Elba, we back up. Okay. <laughs> and we got my none of the last but not least, my guy Courtland Griffin. I'm sh- I mean, everybody from the West Coast and the East Coast, man, but the South got something to say, baby. You know what I'm saying? Nashville <laughs> in the building. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my guy Andre Three Stacks. You know what I'm saying? The South got something to say. I'm the best in the nation. Y'all gonna figure out tonight why they call me that. Though. Okay. <laughs> oh, this is a great show here. So without without further ado, I'm gonna start in the first topic here, man. And um. Our first topic was, but before we go to the first topic, I want to say I had a sad week last week in my week one predictions. I went seven and eight. So I want to let all the viewers know I don't know what happened. I chose <laughs> Carolina over the Falcons, blew that. I had Kansas City over the Lions. We know we'll let Michael talk about that. That that well, that was a disaster. Um uh, the Bengals losing to the, the, the Cleveland Browns. That was a disaster. Um mm-hmm. I picked the Vikings over Tampa Bay. That was another hiccup. I don't even know why. Mm. New Orleans, I got. Of course, San Francisco beat on um, Pittsburgh. Green Bay, I picked. Denver let me down against the Raiders. I thought I was going to see something different with Sean Payton. Got food. <laughs> Chargers. I picked the Chargers over Miami. Lost. We, I got we don't Philly. talk about that. <laughs> we definitely will. I got uh, Philadelphia. I did win that game against New England. Seattle. Lost to the Rams. What's the shot? And the Giants got dismantled on Sunday night football by the Cowboys. And then, but, although there was some pain in the situation, I did get the Jets and the Buffalo Bills correct, which sadly still left me at 7-8. and eight. Let's see what next we got. So with that being said, let's talk about the first topic of the night. And by the way, um, if this thing comes up, I'm trying to figure out what is on. Um, oh, here we go. Here we go. Aaron Rodgers, immediate season injury ended. Uh, I'm going to go with Cortland first. And what are your thoughts on seeing this happen? Um, my thoughts, well, I just go back. My first, when I seen it happen in, in game, um, I tweeted it. I was like, his Achilles is torn. Like, I, don't, I don't know if y'all, you know what I mean? I've I, I seen the Achilles tear before, and – I was like, it's torn. And people was like, no, nah, I'm going to say that. It's probably just an ankle. I'm like, no, nah, he out. Like, go ahead and go start looking for a quarterback now. <laughs> and so, but, I mean, it's such for the Jets. It's such for the Jets. Uh, I had them winning that division, man. If he was under center, I had them winning that division. And now with Zach Wilson uh, under center, possibly, I mean, there's some some stuff that's kind of floating around out there. We ain't going to talk about it uh, unless we probably get into it later. But, um yeah, man, some things floating around of, of what the Jets could do. I just think this devastated their season, man. They got Brees Hall. They went and got uh, Dalvin Cook, um, Garrett Wilson, and all those that contingency, Alan Lazard. They went and brought all of these guys in. Uh, that defense is a top-five defense, um, and, and they felt like they had a chance this year, and I thought they did have a chance. But now you got to go, you know, try to comb through the bottom of somebody's quarterback start and snap start uh, maybe it's, uh, you know, starting caliber and sit behind somebody or see if you can trade draft capital to get a starter. It's just rough for them, man, uh, because now that, that opens up this division for Miami or the Bills to come in and steal it and, and don't sleep on the Patriots either. Ooh, ooh. 
I'm going to go with you now, um, Derek. The Jets may just be the most cursed team in existence. I don't know if uh, that's safe to say at this stage. But, uh, I mean, you had so much riding on Aaron Rodgers. And all of a sudden, four plays in, that's it. No more Aaron Rodgers. But the defense, the defense pulled through, obviously. But you're not going to expect Jordan Whitehead to get three interceptions per game. That's just not going to happen. So, obviously, the defense is now going to need to be relied upon. The offense obviously has pretty good playmakers. Garrett Wilson, we saw that insane touchdown catch he had. Brees Hall had a pretty good game. Dalvin Cook's still there as he learns the offense. Still, he's going to get in the mix a little bit. But we now have to ask, can the Jets win the division with Zach Wilson in it? And, Oof. frankly, I have no idea. I don't. I, it's not looking good. I'll say that much, but the Bills, obviously Josh Allen still has his turnover problem. Miami, I don't think we're going to see video game numbers like they put up uh, last week. Every you week. might. You might. We might. I'm not going to rule it out, but who knows? It'll make me feel a lot better about the Chargers defense. That's for true. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the division's now up in the air because we saw the Jets, they're big. They now have a massive hole at quarterback. Bills issues still remain. Dolphins, who really knows about them at this stage? So at this point, we've seen the AFC East turn from one of the most intriguing divisions because there's so many really good teams involved to an AFC East that's intriguing because there's a lot of variables now. So it just it became a lot more interesting for unfortunate reasons, but reasons nonetheless. Okay. Um, I, I guess I'll tackle it. Uh, Ryan, are you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. I guess I'll tackle it. Uh, man, just a tough situation. Uh, first of all, you know, for Aaron Rodgers, you know, he got out of Green Bay, going to this major market, what it would have did, you know, for his brand to play and, you know, have, have a chance to maybe get this team to this first Super Bowl since Joe Namath. Um, I wasn't even thought of when Joe Namath was the guy, you know. So for them to, to think like, man, we really have a chance. They have an incredible defense. Uh, you know they can run the ball, um, you know, with the two running backs they have. And Brees Hall came out looking like, oh, my God, like looking scary. You know you got Garrett Wilson there. Mm -hmm. They brought in Alan Lazard, uh, Randall Cobb, McCall Hartman from the Chiefs. You were like, man, this is set up for the Jets to try to, you know, make something happen, especially – with Buffalo, you know, looking a little shaky with Josh Allen turning the ball over and they still can't run the ball. So this really hurts because, Derek, you said you don't know if Zach Wilson can do it. No, he can't do it. Zach Wilson is not. <laughs> um, you can see how his coach doesn't even trust him. Like the offense became, all right, dang, we got to get back to a high school-based type offense where we're throwing curl routes and slants only. Um, and it's tough to win in the NFL playing like that when you can't trust your quarterback. Can he prove us wrong? Yes, but I do not see it with Zach Wilson. So it, it really sucks because, you know, you go from a Super Bowl contender to now, do we even make the playoffs? Uh, it's going to be another fight. I don't know what move they can make. Uh, maybe Jameis, you can try to go and get uh, Minshew. You can try to go and get to, to get into that spot. But even with them, you don't have that confidence because Miami is here and here to stay. That offense is crazy. The defense is okay, but they're going to get Ramsey uh, later in the season, which is going to help. 
So, you know, and then Buffalo is still Buffalo. It's week one. You can't panic. So Buffalo is going to figure it out before the Jets, man. This one really, really hurts. Down there, man, in New York, period. You got to talk to me, Mr. New York, because football ain't looking too great out there, man. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> Real Leo, your turn. Oh, Here you go. <laughs> luckily, luckily for myself, I'm not a Jets fan. Okay. You know, so luckily for me. I can't speak from that perspective, but I am a native New Yorker, so I could kind of like give you the energy out here. Mm-hmm. And it's like I am legend out there. I mean, it's like the smell <laughs> of death out there. And I just can't believe it. Right? I'm listening to the radio, right? 94.7 a block, a R&B station. Have nothing to do with sports. And I hear this caller call up the show saying that, you know, my dream's been zapped away. We was going to the Super Bowl, and now that's dead. I'm like, you really believe that? Y'all really believe y'all was going somewhere? And I'm trying to tell people, I may not be older than most of y'all here on this show, right? I'm about 25 years old. I don't know what, how old y'all are, right? But I am a he football historian. 25. He ain't say 25. No, he said, oh, 25, no. about to be 26, right? <laughs> and I'm a football historian. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've been doing my research. I call myself a historian of the game. And I know football is one of the trenches. And when your offensive line stinks, that's a recipe for disaster when you're talking about a 39-year-old quarterback. I mean, how many quarterbacks we see at that age get injured faster? It happens time and time again. A lot of people think that Brady is just this, um, you know, it's a trend. It's an outlier. He was able to play through his 40s because he was protected, not neglected. All right? That's why. He had one injury in 2008. I'm talking about significant injury. You know what I'm saying? 2008, and he was out for the air. But for the most part, he was protected. His old line protected him. He barely got hit. That's why his career sustained that longevity. And Tom Brady will be the first one to tell you why he retired, because he got hit. Last year, he kept getting hit. That's why he retired. So when you pair a 39-year-old quarterback, okay, who's less mobile, and you pair him with one of the worst offensive lines in football, it was always a recipe for disaster. Everybody talking about defense, elite defense, elite corners. I get it. Elite defensive line, I get it. Probably a elite running game with Breeze Hall. He looked like a stud and all that. Dalvin Cook, he's going to cook. But the offensive line, man, the offensive line. Y'all forgot all about that. He left a top three offensive line, pass protection rather, in Green Bay to go to a bottom three pass protection offensive line here in New York. I don't know what we thought was going to happen if he was going to ride on the donkey like he's Jesus and lead this team to the Super Bowl, but it wasn't happening. But unfortunately... You know, um, his career may be altered or all over. Who knows? And hopefully he have a speedy recovery. But I knew it was a Achilles injury when I saw it because, um, you know, I watched the NBA finals with Kevin Durant. And I saw how his leg kind of like, you know, shifted in a way like, you know, the back of his leg. So I kind of knew and um, it was confirmed. So the Jets are going to always ride to the grade that they had a shot to win the Super Bowl. But that wasn't the case. <laughs> And with that being said, my raw thoughts are here on the way. And it's sponsored by Central Collectors. Central Collectors by Monica Ritz. Use the promo code Raw Minds. Use the promo code Raw Minds. She has authentic products, facial care, body, body soap, not bar soap, body soap, um, conditioner cream, things for the kids, bath products for the kids, bath products for adults, bath products for the women, bath products for stuff that makes you go on a date. Maybe somebody like you one day, um, real live. We get, we get tied a knot one day. She got stuff for that, too. The potion for it. That's but uh, <laughs> with that being said, I'm about to get my raw thoughts now. Mine's going to go overboard, and I know I'm about to get a whole lot of what, what, what. I was drinking the potion. 
I thought the Jets were going to the Super Bowl. And that was my wrong thoughts. And I'm going to tell you why I thought the Jets were going to the Super Bowl. Because like I said before, they had a top five defense, super stingy. And by the way, the defense proved my point because Josh Allen was giving, the, giving it away. Then on top of that, I was telling the guy in a post on Facebook the other day, I was like, the defense won the game. He said, no, the special teams won the game. I said, no, the defense won the game. The defense held the Buffalo Bills to 16 points the entire game. Even through all that chaos of Aaron Rodgers. Then they get a stop in overtime. When the Bills had a chance to knock them out, they didn't. The defense of the New York Jets made it happen. Then I thought about what you were saying right then, real Leah, and I thought about the Colorado um, Buffaloes. They ain't about talking about they don't really have a lot in the trenches, but they get the ball out quick, get the ball out quick. I was assuming they would get the ball out quick. But here's my message because I had to say it, and you know how people say when you, when you predict the team, but they helped in that. Although my my prediction was based on everybody's being healthy, I got to stick with my pick. And even though it may be wrong, like I said, I could be right or wrong, but I'm going to stand on it. So here's my raw thoughts right here real quick. The Jets have a whole lot of weapons, a whole lot of pieces. Yeah, Aaron Ross is not there. I would like to see Zach Wilson be in a situation where Kyle Shanahan has done for years. It's manage these quarterbacks and put these guys in position to be successful. You know, maybe he could do that. Maybe he could be a game manager. I'm not saying he can or not, but here's my thing. Zach Wilson, are you listening? I'm coaching you up. Zach Wilson, let's keep it real. Raw thoughts. Although nobody want to see injured, this is the best thing for you because everybody wrote you off. So if you're looking at this podcast right now, everybody wrote you off. This is your time to prove to the world, to prove to the Jets why you was the number two pick. It is your year to get it done, not only for yourself, but for me, because I was the one who had to pick you guys to be in the Super Bowl. I was the one that made the choice. So I need you to find a way to do what you got to do to get it done, because at the end of the day, it's all up to you, and I don't know what they're going to bring in, but you need to figure it out and figure it out fast because that when you have a top-notch defense like that, I know them guys in the locker room saying, we're depending on this guy to beat us. We're depending on this guy to lead us to beat. That's a bad feeling with a bad, with a really, 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 really good defense, knowing that you got to depend on a quarterback who is probably below average to get you there. Kind of like yeah. the years when Baltimore Ravens won the Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer. But anyway, I I picked that at the beginning of the season. I'm gonna let you guys talk. Yeah. I gotta stay. Yeah, I, got I don't want to change up. I can't change up. I hope. Right. I, I, I just got, got one thing to say. Go ahead. I hope. I hope Spencer Spencer Rattler. Uh, if you're watching this podcast, I hope you like it in New York. I got one more lap in me right here. So it. like, I think sometimes we do forget that football is a team relying sport. You got your defense, your offense, your special teams. And Monday night was a microcosm of that. You know, they won in different ways. The special teams won the game. They got interceptions and all that, even though Josh Allen, my guy, was throwing the ball in triple, double coverage and all that. That's another topic for another day. But my final point is this is why I don't like making these power moves to, um, you know, get one guy. For example, we saw the Broncos do the same, you know what, Last year, when they tried to get Aaron Rodgers, they hired Nathaniel Hackett to be their head coach, and Aaron Rodgers never came. And we saw how that messed up the operation of the Denver Broncos last year. Same thing this year. They just didn't learn. They hired Nathaniel Hackett, and Aaron Rodgers did come this time, but uh, only for four plays. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, the injury happened. 
So I don't like this, you know, hiring to get one guy over because now Nathaniel Hackett is going to have to work with Zach Wilson. And are we even, you know, do we have any evidence that Nathaniel Hackett is a good play caller? Because I don't. Because he turned over play calling duties last year. And I'm so, looking at um, the budget, man. They gave up a whole lot. He's still going to get his $75 million. They get more. I don't know how his contract yeah. is set up. But I know $75 million is included in it. So, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, that new deal That new deal is going to um, – it, it's going to – it's going to wreck him. Because, I mean, he, he went there because he wanted a new deal. He got the new deal. And now he's hurt four plays into the season. And you're on the snide for that $75 million. So, even if you wanted to sign somebody, right – or trade somebody, you're going to have to unload a contract or two in the process to get somebody in a trade. Like, it's it's like, like I said, it's a situation that sucks because I think they sold out thinking, hey, we got a guy for at least two, three more seasons. Right? And now his career might be over. Like, so what do you do? You're right back to being the New York Jets. But yeah, and, and oh, New York, and New York, and I'm a native New Yorker, I'm a Knicks fan, and we have to start organically grooming stars we draft into superstars. We see it with the Mets. They thought they was going somewhere. I'm a Mets fan, by the way. And we had Scherzer. We had Verlander and all and that. we don't have any of them. We don't have nobody. The Knicks, we've been trying to get that free agent to come through that building. Kevin Durant, LeBron James never came. We are going to have to start organically getting these stars we draft or players to become stars, to become superstars, and it just got to follow the same model. I guess yeah, but, everybody can't be the Yankees, bro. Yeah, but but with the Jets. Look at the Packers, bro. Look at the yeah, Packers. They be pumping new quarterbacks, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love look like Aaron Rodgers. You know what I'm saying? They could do it. But, but, they yeah, still that, own the Bears, no matter who, who's under yeah, center. That, that, I think that just yeah. kind of comes with, you know, a li- they got lucky with Aaron Rodgers because – he, we thought he was gonna be the first pick to the Niners, and he, you know, he happened to drop. He just fell off for yeah, whatever and, reason. Right. And with Jordan Love, you know, we still got to see, you know, what's gonna happen. Right now, you know, he's just the Jimmy G for that offense. Let's see when he has to do more. But when it comes to the Jets, first of all, it's 2023. These players seem like they can play much longer. Aaron Rodgers is gonna attack rehab, so I think that eventually he's gonna be back next year uh, to play. The biggest issue comes down to, you know, I'm just not a fan of turf fields. I feel that all uh, stadiums should have grass. That I think natural yes. grass is much safer for the players out there. Um, and I think that that switch has to happen. I know it's tough to play a game Sunday night and then play uh, Monday in New York when you have grass. But I think that turf is a, is a big issue. And when it comes to, you know, what the Jets have now, I don't think they can make Anything happened, really, you know, they just have to try to figure out what Zach Wilson can do, see if he learned anything from Aaron Rodgers. But, you know, at this point, I think he is who he is. And, you know, Ryan, I know you talked about they got all this talent and stuff like that, but they need that quarterback to make it all happen. And without the quarterback, they're going to be in trouble because they're in such, uh, you know, a challenging division. I wouldn't say the toughest division, but it's very challenging because – I believe that, you know, I picked the Dolphins and Buffalo to make the playoffs anyway. You know, I, th- I thought all three would make it. But now, you know, the AFC is so tough. The reason why, Ryan, your your way won't work is because there's so many great quarterbacks in the AFC you have to go through just to clinch a playoff spot to where maybe if he was in the NFC, 
it, it might can and happen. You you know, but in the AFC, you got to go through Mahomes, Burrow. Um, you know, you have Allen. You got Lamar Jackson with the Ravens. You know, have a chance to be scary. You got Tua with the Dolphins. That is too many. You got Herbert there. You know, Herbert Lawrence, Deshaun Watson. But yeah, another just, another thing though, like yeah. I don't mean to cut you off here and all that, but like the Jets had their opportunities. For example, I always go back to that game they won a couple years ago against the Rams where they were supposed to have the number one overall pick and all they had to do was lose that game. And they won that game. They missed out on Trevor Lawrence. So it just keeps swinging and missing. They missed out on Trevor Lawrence. They swung for Zach Wilson and they missed. And they swung for Aaron Rodgers and they missed. They had a lot of free agent quarterbacks this um, offseason, you know, where they could have went after Lamar Jackson. You could have negotiated for Lamar Jackson. He was on an open market with the non-exclusive tag. I understand. I never believed the Ravens was going to trade him anyway, but you could have sent the offer. You had Derek Carr. You bypassed him. One thing about Derek Carr, fun stat. He hasn't got hurt and missed a game since 2017. So there was other ways you could have went about it, but you went all in for one guy. My mama always told me, and this is a lesson here, okay, philosophical, little right here, never put all your eggs in one basket. And that's yeah, what the Jets did. If his name is Aaron Rodgers, you gotta take that chance. You know, it's just kind of like so listen, man. This guy hasn't won nothing since 2010, and my name is not Ben. Okay, respectfully. Yeah. <laughs> With the team that the roster that they put together, the thoughts was like like Tampa Bay when they took Tom Brady. They took on Tom Brady. It was like you were taking a chance getting this old quarterback, but it's Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers. He's the like, goat, greatest of all time. There's a you difference. You take Wilson. that risk every time. No, yeah, but you got Garrett Wilson. You bring in Lazard, who's a solid receiver there. You know, you have the pieces in place. It's just a freak accident. It's kind of like the Warriors. You know, you brought up KD. It's like the Warriors. Everybody expected the Warriors to win that finals, especially with KD coming back. He was lights out early. Then his Achilles go out, then they lose. So you don't expect that to happen just like you didn't expect it to happen with Rodgers. And, you know, it is what it is. So that Gotta protect yeah. offensive line. Yeah, man. What's the record? Do the Jets find a way to beat the Cowboys? Because we have another quarterback that likes to throw a lot. Oh, God, no. No. <laughs> I'll, tell, I'll tell you that right now. The cow, Like, I am tempted to put the Cowboys in my Survivor League. I just don't see it. If they made Daniel right. Jones look like a scrub, I, I dread to think what they're going to make Zach Wilson look like. Would that be a it? Daniel Jones is a scrub. He didn't make him look like it. He they just he just showed who he is. Oh yeah, we kind of figured that already. Get this man I, I don't some understand help, why they paid him forty million. Get this man some help, please. Get Daniel Jones some help, still. please. Okay, because when Mahomes out here, you know, um, not winning games with um freaking Kadarius phony, right? He's a phony, and um all these other guys. Oh, he's still a goat. We had Chris Collinsworth. Oh my God, that was the best pass I've ever seen in my life. But when Daniel Jones out here winning playoff games with Hodgins and all those guys as his number ones, we ain't saying nothing. Okay? So Come on, man. We're going to hold that time for a second, man. Here we go. We're going to go, since we're talking about a team and a favorite team with Darius, let's start off with him first. Okay. Do we see the L.A. Chargers being consistent? Here we go. Raw thoughts um, on the floor for you, Darius. I pray we do, but I also really don't because this has been the Chargers' MO for like 10 to 15 years is getting me to drink at least once. And they've succeeded at least twice. One of them being the Jacksonville game. I never want to speak of that ever again. But 
The problem with the Chargers that I've always noticed is it seems like they've always taken half measures on every single thing. Like, you got rid of Joe Lombardi. Great. I got that. He was a massive problem. I get it. But why don't you go all in and fire Brandon Staley, too? I mean, he was just as responsible for the whole thing. His defense got exposed multiple times. His tactics have gotten exposed even more times. I And then all of a sudden, you say you keep him for the culture. Well, the culture doesn't matter when it's built on a swamp. That doesn't matter. <laughs> so the main problem that I have with them is then they just keep everything the same. J.C. Jackson has an injury that's difficult to come back from, especially at the cornerback position. Oh, yeah, let's just chuck him in single coverage against Tyreek Hill. There will be no problems with that at all. <laughs> and then when I say about Joey Bosa, I was like, okay, he's getting injury prone. He has a massive cap hit. If you trade him now, you'll probably get something out of it. And now he had his worst game of the year, probably, or at least the worst game I've ever seen from him. And now, of course, I check the injury report. He's back on there like he normally is. I'm like, now all of a sudden you run the risk of probably getting either minimal for him or worse, having to give a sweetener just for someone to take him or just having to cut him outright and getting him for nothing and pretty much having that big contract wiped out. So my problem is the offense is great. Austin Eckler looks good. Josh Kelly looked good for the first time in probably his entire career. The passing game looked at least good in spots. You'd like to see Justin Herbert obviously air it out a little more because we know he has the arm. We know he's elite at that. So I would have loved to see more of it. Maybe that's what they were trying to do on that last drive where we did nothing. I don't know. But I feel like the problem is it doesn't matter if how good the offense is. You could score 34 points like they put on the Dolphins, and you will still lose when your defense tries to put up 40. It's just not sustainable to expect video game numbers every time, which is pretty much the situation the Chargers have managed to put Herbert in. I don't see it. They might still be a playoff team now that the Jets might be out of a running with the injury, but it's a lot tougher now when the defense might be giving up a lot. Derek, so out here in L.A., what we call the uh, Chargers, we call them the Clippers of the NFL. I I would concur. I, I would agree is the sad part. I can't even say anything. No, yeah. So with the Chargers, it's just we don't believe it until we see it. You know, they have all this talent. You know, they have the quarterback. You know, they have the edge rusher. They have receiver. They got the the uh, the running back. You know, they kind of yeah, they improved a little bit, you know, when it comes to the linebackers. Uh, you have uh, Darwin James back then. But it, they just find ways not to win. It just like yep. the, the Chargers, you know, until they prove people wrong, they're going to get a lot of love because they have talent. But nobody's truly going to buy in and believe anything that they do because they just don't do it. You know, you're up big against Jacksonville. and You allow them to come back when it looked like they could have made a run in the playoffs. Miami comes to L.A. home opener. You think that they're going to take care of business. They get smacked in the mouth and allow Tyreek to go for, what, 211? Um, yeah, so, 211 and two. It's not good. Yeah, so until, you know, with the Chargers, it's, it's hard to talk about them because they're so talented that you just kind of like, I don't know what's going on. Uh, you know, my, Michael Davis kind of had, you know, a tough time out there. J.C. Jackson, everybody thought, was the greatest transactional move for them. 
last year, and he hasn't really panned out yeah. the way that you know everyone expected. So with them, you you keep your you keep a side eye on them because you know they have talent, and that if they do make a run, they can be dangerous. But you just never believe that they're going to do anything of any importance because they always find a way to lose. And that's probably why they have AI fans at their stadium. <laughs> that's, that's probably a very hey, good your turn, man. You ain't talking to well. So I, I'm gonna keep it simple. So I, I, I'm gonna keep it simple. I, I don't think I've ever seen a team where you hire a defensive coach and the defensive side of the ball is completely trash. Mm. Right? Not middle of the pack. Not uh, they just a piece away, but it's completely horrible. Right? Like they were 21st in defense last year, and that's that is not indicative of what they look like on the field. Like you, you went and got Khalil Mack, you got you drafted Joey Bosa, you went and got JC Jackson, you got Derwin James, right? You got all of these guys, you went and drafted Asante Samuel Jr., which I feel like was a great pick up. And then it just seems like over and over and over again, all of this talent never performs up to the hype. It never seems to it never seems to culminate in that that balance that you need, right? At least a top 15. Like it's not the Chiefs, right? It's a team in there, and it's a crazy thing. The team in their division. That does this very well. They drafted these guys in the second, third round, bottom of the first round. They developed these guys. You get guys like Leo Chenault and, and all of these guys that somehow, some, uh, like, you know, uh, what's my man's name? Uh, dang, can't remember his name. He's George Carlaftis. George Carlaftis. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 Felix. Um, the FAU. Yeah, Colton. yeah, man. Like, all of these guys, right? And, and, and this defense is still solid. And then they turn it up in the playoffs to go to Super Bowls. The Chiefs can't do that. And Brandon Staley is a defensive-minded guy. This is supposed to be his side of the ball, right? This is a guy who was respected as a defensive coordinator. He can't get it done. And it's cool. and, and Derek Knight get it, right? They say you got, you got rid of Joe Lombardi. You say he was the issue. Well, they were the 13th ranked offense last year, right? Like, he's never – he was competing with Patrick Mahomes. Like, if you go look at Justin Herbert's numbers and go look at Patrick Mahomes' numbers, they're almost mirror. They they're almost mirror identical. They compete oh, oh, with each other. I know where they're ready to jump in. Hold on, I'm not saying. Hold on, wait a minute. You're right. Keep on going. Keep on going. Hold on, Michael, and you know me. I, I think it's Patrick Mahomes, and then it's everybody else. The, the, the numbers right? talk. Go ahead. But them numbers speak. <laughs> speak volume. Them numbers speak volumes. And so it's not. It's it's not Justin Herbert. It's not his problem. It's not his issue. That man put up 34 points on Sunday. And the defense couldn't get one stop. They were up, I think, a touchdown late in the game, yep. and the defense just said, "We'll let two of Mark Jones field score yep. because why not?" It's what they've did the entire time, right? And then when the offense went, and then when Justin Herbert needs his offensive line and his and his and the guys around him to step up, what do they do? Oh, sack, sack again, sack again. Like it was like you you can't. He he. It, I, if I was Justin Herbert, I'd be like, "Why did I sign that extension?" Because you want to like, live in LA. Like, why did I? Why did I sign that extension? Marketing wise, right? So, do I see them being more? So, so do I? So do I? Do I think they can be more consistent? Not until Brandon Staley is gone. And I honestly, agree. I think they have the answer in house. You just signed the answer. Killer Moore has been itching and scratching to be a head coach. Everybody said this guy is, a, is, is one of the minds that should step up and be a head coach on somebody's sideline. You went and hired him. You know what he can do on offense. You see what he can do when he when he puts it together. And he's been he's been behind 
one of the, or coaching next to one of the better defensive units, regardless of what you think of the star on the helmet, right? One of the better defensive units in the NFL. He knows what it takes to win. He knows what it takes to put a defense together. He knows the names. He's got relationships. Make that man your head coach and go get a defensive coordinator that's worth something, right? And make the LA Chargers at least relevant to talk about in, in, in late, you know, in, in January and February. Because it's not like they can't compete with, with the top team in their division. They can. They just don't have the consistency. They don't have the coaching. They don't have the cachet. And they keep going to get aging free agents that come in and play like they're 20, 25-year-old guys. No, go draft guys. Go develop guys. And quit getting these guys that are on their second and third contracts that teams want to get rid of. It's a reason they're getting rid of them. With that being said, yeah. real little, this your time. Because y'all know you've been waiting and itching to get into this topic. Nah, definitely, man. I felt like I was in a elimination chamber. Get me out of here! I'm here. <laughs> anyway, I feel like, you know, Colin made some good points when he talked about, you know, look at Justin Herbert and look at Mahomes. The numbers are similar. And when we have these quarterback debates about who's the best quarterback in the league, even though I take part, I hate it. Why? Because we discredit the team when we do these conversations. Well, this guy got that guy and that guy is here and he got Kelsey and he got, you know, Andy Reid, which is true. And, and Herbert got this and that and he don't got that. You're discrediting the team. Anytime you win a championship, it's because your team was good. Your team made plays. Mahomes is not playing defense. Justin Herbert ain't playing defense. He ain't coaching. So it's a team game. But anyway, I say that to say that the reason why the Chargers haven't won anything on a big scale, a playoff game with Justin Herbert, a uh, 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 Super Bowl, is because they are inconsistent around Justin Herbert, right? Injuries sometimes come into play, the offensive line, the game management, right? Last year was game management. And when I looked at this game on Sunday, I saw some positives and negatives. You know, um, they ran the football. They had about 234 yards on 40 carries, 5.9 yards per attempt. The only time they did that, once more, was one more time since 2018. They only did it one more time since 2018. So they was actually running the ball. If they did that last year in the playoffs, they would have won the game because they would have kept the clock moving instead of trying to pass and try to, you know, run up the scoreboard and do what they did. Another thing, too, is I think Kellen Moore is going to do a good job with this team, obviously. I saw the examples of it on Sunday. He's going to open up the offense. And, listen, I understand Justin Herbert numbers is like, you know, um, going down as far as his yards per attempt and all that, and we get caught up with the explosion. But we have to realize a couple things. Number one, and I'm not trying to really, like, give Joe Lombardi an out because I was frustrated with his play calling at times, but he was injured. He had the rib injury, so that kind of, like, tailored things a little bit. Another thing, too, is Mahomes' yards per attempt is down, too. Just stay with me. I'm going I'm to explain the – Coincidency going on here. That's not a word, guys. No, no, no. Look, look. <laughs> Mahomes' yards per attempt is down. Justin Herbert's yards per attempt is down. Even Joe Burrow. Why is that? Because teams are playing more zone. You're taking away the big play. They are throwing these two high safety looks, and that's why these quarterbacks' yards per attempt is going down each year. So um, there's not going to be a lot of deep passing like that. When the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, they did it dick and dunk. Throw it to the running backs, McKinney, Isaiah Pacheco, ground out three yards, and just methodically move down the field. That's how they won the Super Bowl. We are trending in a different direction. So if they could continue to run the ball and just find ways to run up the scoreboard, 
then from an offensive perspective, they're going to be good. Defensively is a whole nother conversation. My guy, JC Jackson, got torched. He had like a defensive PI on the last play of the game. It was terrible. But also, when you're playing mad coverage against Tyreek Hill, he's going to put up at least 200 on you. Anytime you play mad coverage against Tyreek Hill, he will put up 200 on you. My guy, Carlton Davis, had 300 yards on him. You know what I'm saying? So um, it's about consistency. It's about being healthy and playing complementary football. Offense and defense. You can't have these spots, and I'm almost done. You can't have these spots where, for example, everybody talked about how the offense carried the defense. Well, from week 14 to week 17, that defense held opponents to 11 points per game. Mm-hmm. People forget That's about true. that. They beat the same Dolphins team. They shut that explosive offense out last year. So it's about consistency. And if they can be consistent on both sides, this team, there's no reason why this team can't, A, win this division, and B, win a Super Bowl. Win the division. Real, I just because the Chargers did get the ball back 145 left, you know, and mm-hmm. the difference between those quarterbacks who are really good, like they've seen with Phillip Rivers, who was a really good quarterback, and the quarterbacks who win Super Bowls that people talk about forever, comes down sometimes to that minute and 45 that you have the ball and you need to go and get three points. So Justin Herbert had his opportunity. Nobody's complaining about the weapons that he has. So he has enough weapons. Tua went down. We need a touchdown. I went down there. I got my team a touchdown. 145 is on you. I was drafted before you. Let me see what you can do. But it just didn't happen. You know, so sometimes I think a quarterback has to make that play or two that help your team to even get in the position of getting a field goal. That's why Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes, and nobody is close because he always finds a way. Wait, 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 wait. You had it. Let me, let me, let me talk about it. I give you a chance That's what makes Patrick Mahomes so special. You know, when they played the Eagles in the Super Bowl, the defense wasn't having a dominant game. They had a tough game, but Patrick Mahomes in the second half did his job and did what he was supposed to supposed to do to lead his team to the Super Bowl. Herbert sometimes has opportunities where he can really put himself in that class over Joe Burrow, um, you know, Josh Allen. I don't even want to say Josh Allen, of Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow, where he doesn't step up and make things happen. And that's why sometimes they have these random losses to a team like the Texans or the Raiders when they're, they're supposed to beat them. So he just has to step up all the way in these moments and take advantage of it. If you're given 145, hopefully you have a chance to go get a field goal there in your opener. But, you know, he had no injuries on the offense that he dealt with. He just didn't make it happen late. Nah, I do want to respond to that, right? Because not everything you said, like, I disagree with. What got me amped up in the beginning was when you, like, put Mahomes in this class by himself. Have you ever heard of Joe Burrow? Because um, that's a guy. He's in class by himself. He ain't no class by himself. Don't come here with that nonsense here. Okay, he is not in the class by himself. Because last time I checked, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow has beaten him what three, four times? No, hold on, Leo. I'm ready to watch the show. How many? Hold on. How many MVPs? 
I don't care he, about the daggone MVPs, no, no, no. man. The question. You know what I'm saying? We talking about, I'm talking MVPs about the playoffs, okay? My guy, Joe Burrow, has one of the worst offensive lines in football, one of the worst offensive lines in football, and constantly, no matter where he's at, Leo, first of all. How many first Super Bowls he got? Hold up, hold up, hold up, right? Hold up. Can I see no. Mahomes go on the road and win a playoff this game on the road? Because he, Joe Burrow has done that. Okay, plenty of time. Go on the road, he went in Mahomes' backyard and beat Mahomes. In the world, and I'm not saying, and I'm not saying by any means. Listen, listen. I'm not saying by any means that that Joe Burrow is better than Mahomes. That's not my point. But to put Mahomes in a bracket by himself when Joe Burrow has been beating this guy ass, that's 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 crazy to me. Do you know what the standard? Hold on. Do you know what the standard is for Patrick Mahomes? Since he became a star in the NFL, you know what the standard is? Bro, that's y'all standards. That, no, that's y'all fans. Y'all here acting like Joe Burrow don't exist. My guy got the worst offensive line in football. Nigga, one of them. Like, the question. Where was, where, hold on, hold on. Wait. Talking about the, go ahead. In 20, hold on. And, and so, Michael, if I'm right, and Mahomes became a starter in 2019, right? Yeah, 20, yeah, uh, yeah 2019. Yeah, 2019. 2019. He, do you realize that you might as well call him like the Boston Celtics of the NFL? Like, like he's Jason Tatum, right? Like, ain't never made it to less than the, the conference championship game since he became now, a starter. Josh Allen and came Jason Tatum. Josh Allen and Jason Tatum. Hold on, came into the league and said, came into the league and said, yeah, I sat behind Alex Smith for a year. Hold my beer. MVP, Super Bowl MVP. We gonna get it. It's cool. Like, oh, wait, he can't do it again. I was always, we just gonna simply go to the Super Bowl again, right? Yeah, they got beat by Tom Brady. That's fine. That was all fine and dandy. And they can't do it again. But guess what? Remember that game. Super Bowl when Mahomes was running oh, for his life, right? Remember when Mahomes was running for his life? In that Super Bowl, oh, you saw how they got demolished, right? No, Joe no, Burrow been running for 10. his life since he's been in the no, league. No, Lil, no, Lil. I lost number 10. Oh, all I heard in the offseason, and Michael can tell you, all I heard was in the, in the offseason was, oh, if he can't do it, he lost his top target. It's Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is what made him. Listen. Tyreek Hill is what made him. What did he do? He and guess what? Tyreek Hill putting up numbers too. So Tyreek Hill still he was a weapon. Look what he's doing in Miami. Look, my, this is my last point, right? It's my last point. I don't want this to be a two-man game it, here. On, we got other guys on this show. We, have, we got other great minds here on this show right now. Right? I hate to be this dude. I hate to be this dude. But shout out to my guy Ray Lynn, right? Like, who knew I knew? Like, that dude without the dude that you're talking about is in a conversation with number 15 just went out and couldn't crack the century mark in a game. Like, what are you look, talking about right look, now? Look. What are you talking if about? We, if we gonna raise our voice, knock this down. I get down, okay? I'm from New York City. You know that, right? I'm from New York City. I'm from Brooklyn. This is what we do. All right? So we want to turn up the audio levels. We're going to turn up the audio levels. We're going to set it up in here like Jada. Pick it up in this mugger. Okay? Let me let me, let me, let me get my word. Let me get my word in. Let me get my word in. Let me, let me, God, let me get my word in. I'm good. I'm just watching How many? How many games you know where a quarterback was sacked nine times in a playoff game and still win a playoff game. When it doesn't happen. Throw four interceptions? It, it doesn't happen. And last year, by the way, we're going to act right? like the bank was going to get robbed last year by the referees. we were just going to so act like they just gave that game to the Kansas so City Chiefs. So now it's everybody's, so everybody else's fault. <laughs> everybody nah. else's fault. Except Patrick, 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 Patrick Mahomes. Patrick 
Mahomes simply went out there. Oh, so oh, what's the record? Day, what's the head to head oh, record? Oh, I'm sorry. Hello. I'm sorry. What's the head to head record? I'm sorry, Eric. I'm sorry, Eric, to do this, bro. And, and you can you can blast me on the sports arena all you want to on the next episode. But on one leg, he went out to beat the best defense. Look, look we talking about one leg. Listen, we need to stop with all these theatrics. Oh. One leg. My guy was fine. My, My thing here is what's. Let's get to my other real quick. I got, I got a mom. What's the head to head? What's the head to head? We, I'm not saying that. Like I said, my point is, it's not Joe Burrow is a better quarterback than Mahomes. Y'all need to listen. Hello, y'all need to hear me out. I'm not saying that he's a better quarterback than Mahomes. I'm saying he's in the same class because what's the wreck? What's the head to head? Come on, two goals. There's no excuse. I ain't finding no, nothing. Okay, I'm not. Didn't this cat beat him two years ago in the AFC Championship game? Real. You talking about old news? Yeah. That's that happened two years ago. Patrick Mahomes is Listen, the Football champion. is a team game. It's a team aligned sport. But before we switch right, gears, so Ryan, we I just want to tell. I just want to tell this to real Ryan that when Patrick Mahomes won his Super Bowl, you know who was his left tackle? His name was Orlando Brown Jr. And he was able to win the Super Bowl. You know who Joe Burrow's left tackle is? Orlando Brown Jr. So Patrick Mahomes found a way to win even with a lot, uh, left tackle that's not the greatest. So Joe Burrow is no excuse. Listen. You got to find a way to win. You got it, Ryan. So with that being said, I'm going to let you go ahead. Hypocrisy. I'm going to this top- I'm going to this topic, too, because this goes into this same topic. Um, no. Okay. Will Kansas no, City will not. represent the AFC in the Super Bowl? Nah. No, nah, it's not happening. It's not happening. I would like to take this mic. Um, it's not happening. Um, like I said, it's not happening. You gotta tell me why, cause cause uh, I got I can tell you why. Hold on, hold on, hold really Derek, what you think? I got Let's you. get you in here, Derek. <laughs> oh boy, I was I was having fun watching the show. I was like, come on. I'm, I'm, I'm Listen, man, I must see TV out here, bro. They gonna give me my props up in here. They gonna give me my props. I'm coming. Dion said, I'm coming. <laughs> Uh, but as far as Kansas City representing the AFC in the Super Bowl, my main problem with that is obviously they got Chris Jones on a year deal, so obviously they know they can they can make it. They don't make that move. They don't make that move if they don't think they can make it. They probably trade him to someone who can need the defensive line help. But the main thing that I want to see more than anything, and this is what's going to answer the question for me, is. How does Travis Kelsey look coming back from that knee injury? Because he hasn't missed a game since, what, 2013, 2014? Right. This is the first game he's missed. He's 34 years old. Knee injuries are very hard to come back from. He's not a young guy anymore <laughs> where he's going he's gonna to go through that yes. and make it look easy. He can attack rehab all he wants. It's, it's a lot different coming back from an injury like that as a 28-year-old and a 34-year-old. It's like, that's just how it is. That's basic biology. No problems with that whatsoever. And we saw what happens when Mahomes doesn't have Kelsey. We Kadarius Tony can't do it. We've seen that. Sky Moore was pretty much nowhere to be found. He went to, his head was in the clouds the whole time, fitting of his name. But you have Rasheed Rice, who was all right in his, in his first game. Like, I'll give him that. But obviously, rookie. We don't know about him. He's an unknown quantity still at this point. They have a couple other guys. Why didn't you use Justin Ross more? I'd love to know that. Why didn't you use Noah Gray more when he was doing at least okay for himself? Like, he didn't flat. He's not Kelsey by any stretch. I don't think anyone's going to say he is. But he at right. least looked okay. He's, a, he's an eligible tight end, too, at best. 
So the main problem that I have is I want to see that offense. Mm -hmm. I want to see that offense. I want to see that offense at full strength first. I want to see Matt Nagy prove that he wasn't 100% a problem in Chicago because he's still back. And obviously when the Chiefs were having issues, he was back in the limelight and saying, oh, look, the Bears' problems are back. Obviously, Trubisky's a better quarterback than Mahomes, but maybe he's part of a problem. Don't know yet. They have good running backs. They have talent. They have Mahomes, so obviously they're going to do whatever they can do. They're going to make the playoffs at least even if Kelsey's injured, probably. But I want to see that offense at full strength. And if Kelsey isn't back at full strength, if – he still has a, if this is one of those lingering types of injuries, that's going to make the road a lot tougher. Of course, you know, of course you got to have Travis Kelsey. You know, you got to have Travis Kelsey there ready to go. He's a big piece. But you can't look at that week one game because Travis Kelsey was injured on the last day of practice of the week. So they couldn't really implement anything on the field with these guys. That's why if you watch the game, you saw receivers running into each other and different things like that because they just didn't have practice time on the field to come up with a whole new game plan. So it kind of threw them off. And, you know, Detroit is not a scrub. They're a talented team. And the fact that the Chiefs only lost because of probably two drop passes to let you know how dangerous pick six. is. Yeah, the pick six comes from a drop from Kadarius. And even for him, he didn't practice the whole training camp. Like He was injured the first day of training camp and he even Andy Reid had to come out and apologize and say you know I'll take the blame because I I shouldn't have had him out there that many snaps he didn't really have the practice reps that he needed he wasn't with the team last offseason to get a training camp we got him mid-season so he's never had a training camp with the Chiefs so it was it was really tough for him but when it comes to the Chiefs the reason why I think that they should continue to be the favorite to to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl this year is because I think this is going to be the best defense that Patrick Mahomes has played with with his entire time with the Kansas City Chiefs. This is a defense that has a chance to be a top 12, top 10 defense, especially with Chris Jones back. They only A top five offense last year in Detroit only had 14 points. If you take away the pick six, they have 14 points. A great job that the Chiefs did without having Chris Jones. Now you get Chris Jones back, Karloftis in the second year. You got FAU there coming off the edge. Mike Dana is a player that's always a surprise. They have one of the best linebacking groups in the league. The young secondary that was all rookies pretty much last year are now second-year pros with experience. So this defense is going to be so much better than we have probably ever seen with Patrick Mahomes. And you know Andy Reid and Pat are going to figure it out offensively. That's what they do. They're going to score points. Before Kelsey was out for the game, the last time he played, him and Tyreek didn't play the game. The Chiefs smacked around the Steelers with Byron Pringle, if any of you guys know who that is, leading the way at receiver for the team. So I don't have no worries about this offense. It's this defense. If that defense is going to be what we saw on Monday and possibly even better with Chris Jones, it's going to be tough to beat Kansas City, especially when it comes uh, playoff time. So that's why I think the Chiefs should be everybody's favorite to go in because most of the teams have flaws. Joe Burrow, we're talking about his O-line, right, real? So his O-line is going to be issue. Buffalo is they can't run the ball. They turn the ball over. What are we going to see from Von Miller? We still don't know if Miami can play when the weather gets cold. Uh, Lamar Jackson, we haven't seen him make AFC Championship left. So that just leaves Patrick Mahomes 
and his group, and that's why they should be the favorite. Cortland, tell me why I'm right, man. Yeah, Cortland, on go ahead, and I'm gonna leave it for real. Lil, you got plenty of time to talk after this. Go ahead. Yeah, because he his his we we know it's gonna be something crazy, right? Yeah. Off kilter. I'm must see uh, TV. But, go ahead. But uh, yeah, 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 on 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 Tubi. But um, <laughs> okay. So so I just wanna I just so so we we got somebody like real little say he's a historian of the game. So, so mm-hmm. your comment should come from history, right? I just want everybody, I want everybody to take everybody in time machine. How could we go? Right, let's go two years back uh, to 2021, right? Where the Chiefs start three and four, right? They're at the bottom of the uh, of the division. Oh, it's the Chiefs division to win. Oh, not, uh, not Chiefs, but the Chargers division to win. Uh, it's no way the Chiefs look horrible. And, and then they go out again against Tennessee, right? They get they got smacked around. That was their last loss, right? Of that three and four record, right? They got smacked around. What did they do? Oh, they simply went to New York, Green Bay, Vegas, Dallas, Denver, Vegas, Los Angeles, Pittsburgh, and and ran the table and ended up where? Number one. And where did they end up? In the Super Bowl. Only thing I want to tell people is for all of y'all going off the week one, all of y'all going off of this, oh, the Chiefs look bad. Oh, it's Patrick Mahomes a pretender. He didn't have – remember that. I want the apology to be just as loud as this disrespect was. I'm not even a Chiefs fan, but I can sit here and tell you the Chiefs ain't nobody that you shake your finger at and say, hey, they had a bad game. They're going to be horrible. No. Like I said, the bar is the bar for a reason. Ain't never missed, ain't never went no less in the AFC Championship game since Patrick Mahomes, number 15, has been under center. Let that sink in for a second. Ain't been to nothing less. Not the divisional round, not the wild card, the AFC championship game. It's Super Bowl or bust there when number 15 is under center. It's called Let the Arrowhead Invitational. Let that sink in. Whenever the cue, whenever you give me the cue. Whenever. Go ahead, go ahead. All right. I'm done. And you better give me a team too if you're gonna say it ain't gonna be the Chiefs. Look, look, look. I got you. I got I got you with the whole pina colada. <laughs> you know, Ryan, you gonna have to start paying me, bro. To come here and sit and listen to this, you know what I'm saying? You gotta start paying me. <laughs> now I mean, because I already see the system against me. Okay, <laughs> I'm going last on every topic. You know what I'm saying? Now I mean, by God saying I ain't must need TV. Every time I come on this show, I feel like I'm on the road, bro. But it's all good. I love it. Okay, yeah, just like Burrow, just like Joe Burrow. Yeah, yeah. We gotta find. We gotta find a way to the chip, right? All right, look. I am a historian of the game. It's funny that y'all brought up these stats, right? Oh, 2018, the Chiefs was three and four, just that in the third. Ah, okay. I got a stat for you right here. So we want to bring the stats. The thing I like about stats is that we get to pick and choose what we want to just throw out there to fit our argument. All right, I got one for you. When was the last time a team won back-to-back Super Bowl? Patriots. Mm, yeah, Patriots. Patriots in the 2000s. I want to say 2006, 2007. Maybe 2005, 2006. Yeah, yeah. it was 2003, 2004. Yeah. 2003, 2004. I'm a historian. I know the answer. Okay. Um, but thank you for participating in that. Yeah, there's a reason why. There's a reason why, ladies and gentlemen, the last time a team won back to back bowls, it was 2003, 2004. It's the National Football League. Teams catch up to what you're doing. Injuries, things happen, okay? That's why. So um, I'm going to take the field here because I know history has told me I should bank on the field. But 
I'm pretty sure y'all don't want that simple answer. So we're gonna dive into the specifics. Hey, but I got a question for you, okay. real, before you go on. By all means. Who was the last team to make back-to-back Super Bowls? The last team to make back to that I don't know. That you Kansas have City. to the Kansas City Kansas City. Chiefs. Okay, fine. All right, cool. So back to back. But you got it. You got it. Not back to back, fine. But the last team that won it was back to back was the Patriots. Yeah. My point being is that it's hard to win in the National Football League. But anyway, the reason why I'm not going with the Chiefs, number one, is I don't believe in that wide receiver unit. You know, I understand we had the same conversations last year when they lost Tyreek Hill. I get it. Okay, but they had the most consistent wide receiver. And normally they did things by committee. It was like wide receiver by committee. That's how they moved last year. I get that part of the, you know, aspect. But if you ask me, Lil, who was the more consistent wide receiver who made plays in the Super Bowl? It was outside of that one for a touchdown kickoff by Kadarius Tony. It was Juju. Juju ain't here. So you lost that production. Now, we saw it on um, Sunday, right? Uh, excuse me, Thursday, that um, these guys don't know what they're doing. And Kadabius Tony, I understand he didn't, you know, practice all through camp because he had an injury. But guess what? Ask the Giants about him. Ask the Giants about him. A no-show. Unreliable. Okay, so if you're banking on him to be, you know, the juju of this year, good luck. Okay, um, Sky Moore barely played last year. Sky Moore barely played last year. Justin Watts. He's coming back from injury, okay? He's injury-prone on top of that. So, yeah, like, the team I'm going with, and maybe this is a, you know, a bold prediction here, but I'm going with the Jaguars to make the Super Bowl. I'm going to pick them to get there. And the reason why I understand oh, Sunday it wasn't the Lord. best game. Right. It wasn't the best game from Trevor Lawrence. I'm not going to sit here and deny that. But look at my boy, look at my boy Calvin Ridley. My guy ain't playing two years. Don't even know the playbook. And out here making plays. Imagine when he gets settled down and know the playbook. We see it time and time again. When quarterbacks get that number one wide receiver. Jalen Hurts last year got that number one. I'm not even going to lie. I am a quarterback guru, right? But I didn't know about Jalen Hurts. Like, that was one of my worst takes. Like, I just didn't believe in him. And guess what? He got A.J. Brown, and they went on to the Super Bowl. This guy was traded for Russell Wilson, even though Russell Wilson nixed the trade. So my point being... Josh Allen, you know, uh, consistent playoff guy that goes to the playoffs after he got digs. So I believe the Jaguars are going to be on that same team. I'm picking Jaguars to win on Sunday to beat the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are going to go 0-2 because guess what? The team that they lost to that sent them home last year was the Chiefs. They're going to have that game marked on their calendar. So um, the Chiefs fumbled by losing to the Lions because guess what? I ain't lying. They're going to lose to the Jaguars. Okay, and go down 0-2, and then they're going to have to cover some ground here. So I like the Jaguars to have the tiebreaker, to have probably the number two seed and, and, and win a game at home and win one on the road to make the Super Bowl. And that's why I'm banking on Trevor Lawrence. I understand Trevor Lawrence is not on my home's level yet. I ain't saying that right now, but I think he will take that next leap this year. That's why I'm going Jaguars. I'm out on the Chiefs. Hey, Lil, so you, you, you said – um, you said they went one. They went wide receiver by committee last year, right? You said they lost all this footage. Uh, <clears throat> outside of Travis Kelsey, can you tell me who who had the most yards per catch on that team? Yards per catch? I'm guessing it was um, MVS, if I'm not mistaken. Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony. Four point two. Kadarius Phony. Right. Uh, MVS also was, had more, sixteen point four. Uh, Scott Moore, the dude you said, uh, the dude that everybody keeps crapping on for some reason, eleven point four yards per reception. 
right? Like they still who, know what great 10.7 yards per reception. Who had more targets, by the way? I don't even know, but I'm asking you who had more targets. The most Travis Kelsey, of course, led the team, right? Besides Kelsey, we know Kelsey's Juju, at number one. Juju had 101, right? And then yeah, MBS exactly. was number three, MBS was number three at 81. Uh, let's see, Miko had 34. Noah Bray had 34. Sky Moore had 33. Like, the, the, the gap wasn't that far, right? But you said that, like, the, the dude that, of course, the dude that he didn't have, number 87, who's quite honestly possibly the best pass catcher in the NFL, right, wasn't on the field. He could be on the field in week two, right? And the, and the Jaguars may very well win that game. That's fine. Yeah. I just told you two years ago they started three and four was at the bottom of their division. Yeah, yeah and that, that was two years ago, bro. And, and, and okay, two years ago. Well, and then you make it seem like it's going on. And then last this year they lost. And then last year they 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 lost their top five, and and they won it. So again, all of all of the things that you're saying, all of these things, it's one constant. Well, there's one I'm gonna say this though, and that's number fifteen. Like we we keep we keep talking about this like. Patrick Mahomes was depended upon okay. these other dudes. But look, at the so end of the day. Him. I'm a Tom Brady fan. He's the greatest of all time. But he lost playoff games. He lost Super Bowls. He lost wildcard games, right? But he won games. So is is it, this is not like Mahomes league and everybody's just playing in it. It, it is. People though. made the people it, make the it league is. for a reason. There's good teams out here. My point that I want to make, I want to make this one point. I want to make this one point before I forget it because I'm dead forgetting it right now. Um, Damn it, I'm forgetting my points. All right, yeah, there we go. I do believe that this year will be the first year that Mahomes will have to go on the road to win a playoff game. When you talk about their success thus far, they haven't had to leave Arrowhead. I think that's going to change. So I don't think that um, it's going to be win two games and you are in the Super Bowl like before. So there's a lot of things that's going to change, in my honest opinion. And that's why I'm rocking with the Jaguars. I think they're going to be a good team. You know, if they get that defense mapped out, that'll help. Um, offensively, I think they're going to be hard to stop. I think they're going to have one of the best trios in the league with Travis Etienne, Calvin Ridley, and Trevor Lawrence. And once again, I think they're going to win on Sunday. And what a win on Sunday will do for their confidence in a hierarchy in the AFC will be spectacular. So um, I'm going hey, with the real, Jaguars. Real, what, what, what's your thoughts about their offensive line? Oh, they're they this week. Because this guy. Yeah, their offensive yep. line is they a do. lot of, Bengals, you know, Bengals like, um, you know, they lost their best lineman who signed with the Chiefs and Jawan Taylor. So it's going to come down to, you know, can they protect Trevor when it comes to the, the top teams in the AFC? And, you know, it's too early to call because I'm really big on Trevor Lawrence and what the Jacksonville can do. I just first of all, I don't think Jacksonville is a great home field advantage. Even in the playoffs, they can have home field advantage and people are coming there. The Chiefs might get more people from Chiefs. I'm not too. gonna lie, the, the Jaguars playoff game last year against the Chargers looked good to me. Maybe I was seeing things, maybe it was my imagination. But um, yeah, it's a Charger. I get it, I get it, I get it. The Chargers. My fault, my guy. <laughs> I get it. Sure. So it's just like I, I just don't know if they truly have a dominant home field advantage to where but I think I think you would yeah. rather play. That and game then, at home, even if you don't have yeah. like a the, the best, rather than go on the road in our heads. And then another win. thing, if you look at Patrick Mahomes, I know in the playoffs we haven't had to see him, you know, do anything on the road because he's just that dominant that he makes sure you know the Chiefs are at home. But during the regular season, he plays a lot better when he's on the road. Like if you look at a lot of the Chiefs games during the regular season, the last since 2018, he's so much more dominant on the road. Yeah, than, the regular season. 
Then Come playoff time, I'm trying to see that. But it's just it's not his fault he hasn't been able to play a role no. game. That's well, I, I I know, and I think that's going to change this year. That's my point exactly. I'm going to go to this. it. I'm telling you, we I'm got go, the tapes here. This tape ain't going nowhere. I'm going to go to this next topic, man, Um, so I get into okay. the college that I want to talk about. All right, Derek, I'm going to let you start off. I said I was going to let Real – man, I'm going to let Real Little start. I'm going to go to Derek. Since Real Little says he's always starting <laughs> last, he's on the road. <laughs> I want you guys to give me your topic. What was your raw NFL week one topic you want to discuss in the NFL? Any topic in the NFL, what is it you want to discuss? I got it. I told every Broncos oh, fan who would listen, you're not going to go anywhere. I told, I tried, I told him, I said, Russell Wilson's cooked. I said, it doesn't matter how good your defense is. Joe Lombardi is not the answer. The fact Sean Payton thought he should have been offense coordinator is disturbing to say the very least. And lo and behold, what do they do? They, they play Vegas, a team they should have beat, and they drop a dud. Now, I know special teams were a big part of it. I know Sean Payton had his moments, and obviously that defense is still good. But the problem is, Russell Wilson is not. Chef Russ is cooked. He is <laughs> gone. He is incinerated. He is Russell Confit at this stage. <laughs> like, obviously, obviously, Javante Williams torn ACL last year. It's going to take him a little bit. His receiving core is pretty much decimated and lost Greg Dulcich in the process. That hurts. But at the same time, you have a much more improved offensive line. You got Marvin Mims in the second round, and the reports on him were pretty good. He could be something if you wanted to. But the problem is this offense is not tailored for his skill set. Marvin Mims' strength is going down the field, using his speed, getting it done through the air. Russell Wilson does not do that. Nothing I saw in the Broncos' offense did that. So the problem is you now have potentially your best weapon, and you can barely use him. You have Jerry Judy. Okay, great. His skill set's not exactly fantastic for this offense either. Even though he gets his yardage, he gets his he gets his touchdowns, but I still think he would do a lot better away from Denver. So when he goes to free agency or whenever he gets traded, I think you'll see his potential get unlocked, but that's just me. Me, I just don't trust Denver. I don't. I don't care. I'm tired of talking about them. <laughs> but nevertheless, I've said it so many times. Like, Sean Payton is only going to solve so many problems. And when you have a quarterback who is a literal anchor tying you down, he's robbed you of your future. He's robbed you of enough money that you he could be sued by the Supreme Court of Colorado or whatever they call it for <laughs> like fraud or something. But nevertheless, when you have those kinds of problems, you're not going to be competitive. I don't see the Broncos being competitive. I see the Chiefs still winning that division. The Chargers, even though they're inconsistent as all hell, they're still going to be second best in that division by a country mile because I don't. I still don't trust the Raiders, and I definitely don't trust the Broncos. So, Broncos country, I'm sorry. It's time for you to go into hiding again. <laughs> not ride, not let's ride, but go hide. All right, really, I'm going to let you go now. I'm going to let you get in the middle then. How about that? Yeah, definitely. You know, fellas, it was a good time here on the show. After this joint, I'm out because I'm going to do a mic drop and I'm out of here. Um, once again, you know, y'all can follow me on Instagram and we can partner up and do something for 99 Pod, my show. You know, I'm always looking to debate. But before I leave, let me give my take. All right. I know this going to work for a lot of feathers here. You know, I'm a villain when I talk sports and I like it. 
you know. Um, but I speak the truth, and people want to recognize that and embrace it instead of making excuses for guys they like. But um, Mike Tomlin, it's not 1999 anymore. That's my podcast name, by the way. And the reason why it's named like that is because I talk about how the league changes and the different things I see and the people that are still stuck in the 1999 playbook. You know, a lot of people think this guy is still a top five coach. He's not, with all due respect. And I'm not trying to put a black face on it. I am black, African-American. And I understand the Rooney rule and the, you know, the, um, you know, injustices when you talk about the hiring practices. So I hate to be this guy. But the NFL is a black and white league. You win, you get the credit for it. You lose, you don't. He hasn't won a playoff game in six years. Okay. And week one against the 49ers was terrible. It was bad. I mean, first of all, let's go to the coin toss. He wins the coin toss. And he pushes offense out there against the best defense in the league. That does not make sense. Kenny Pickett was set up to fail from the stop. Last year, we saw about half of the league Fire offensive coordinators to try to get better, to try to modernize their way of thinking, to try to, you know, get up to date, get hit. And my guy's still stuck in 1999. I mean, the Ravens, you know, fired their coordinator and they could have had excuses. My quarterback was out. He didn't play. John Harper could have said, you know what? My, I was missing my quarterback. I didn't have to pull the trigger, but he's not scared to pull the trigger. Matt Canada, what are we doing here, bro? My guy running the jet sweep on the second play of the daggone game, lose a yard. We got to modernize here. So I understand Mike Tomlin is a player's coach. I understand he's popular and we, we like him. We love his motivational, you know, speeches and all that. We, you know, kiss his ring that he has on his resume. He's a Hall of Fame coach. I never said he wasn't. But right now, when you talk about Kyle Shanahan and Steve Wilkes, I mean, come on. The creativity is on a different plateau. When you talk about Sean McVay, the creativity is on a different plateau. He needs to modernize his system. He needs to pull the trigger and fire Matt Canada so Kenny Pickett can take that leap that people are trying to see him take. Okay? I'm tired of this. He's still the top three coach in the league. He's not. Okay? And uh, Bill Belichick, I'm going to come for you too. Now, I understand Bill Belichick is my guy, so I'm going to spare him a little bit because he has won, you know, multiple championships. But he needs to modernize too. And I'm liking what I saw, you know, a little bit with um, Bill O'Brien. But even he modernized a little bit. Mike Tomlin, what are you doing? Stop playing the game on all Madden. It's not 1999 anymore. My night is a wrap. Yeah. But really, hold hey, on, wait, before we go on, yeah. listen to my, listen to my take and also listen to this. He said, have you lost your mind, real little Ed Wilson, of the sports arena? He said, I'm giving you a personal listen. invitation. Bring your Brooklyn Listen. self. He probably saying something Listen. else to my show. The sports reader Monday night, ten p.m. Listen, I understand. It's, I understand. It's not a popular take because a lot of people are still stuck in that nineteen ninety nine lifestyle. But my guy hasn't won a playoff game in six years. All right, I'll bring the stats. Okay, if if you want me to bring the stats, I'll bring it. Okay, like trust me. Now I mean, I speak facts. Whether you want to hear it. Or you don't want to hear it, or you don't, uh, you know, whatever it is. I speak the facts, brother. Hey, real, just you put the facts on the table. Go ahead, go ahead. Just to let you know, the reason why some of those guys can't modernize their offenses, because when your quarterback is Kenny Pickett, Mac Jones, you is it's hard. To well, do. he shouldn't have drafted those guys, man. They you know what I'm saying? Not, hey, Lil, who, who's your go team? Ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Lil, who's your team? Um, unfortunately, <laughs> I don't have a team right now. I was Tom Brady. Since I've been watching football and he's retired. Well, you so. from New York, so you're a Giants fan tonight. 
Like in two, like um, in, in, no, in, in, in no, two, no, like no. In, in two, like no, no, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not a Giants fan. Like y'all, y'all, y'all gonna take this L, right? Like you, I don't, you I don't jack about, that. Like, I, I, like we, uh, we're gonna talk about this, right? What, what, my raw mind, right? Raw thoughts. People get on TV, right? People get on podcasts and say stuff like Mike Tomlin, like one of the best coaches in the NFL, and when he hate, he's the only coach that ain't had a losing season since he started coaching. Okay. That that's the that's the <laughs> argument. Like, what are we doing, bro? Wait, hold, hold on. You know, it's funny. It's funny because every time I bring up this take, and this is a famous take by me, and there's still is fans that agree with my take, and there's some that don't. Like it's split. Like it's more split. Than y'all think. But y'all get caught up in the media. <laughs> He's a name that we know. Trust me, I know these guys. These guys, I talk to these guys a lot, right? And they like, yo, Lil, I hear you. I hear you. It's unpopular, but I hear you. We need to start winning again. But anyway. I can name you. I can name you ten. I can name you. Sixteen years now. I can name you nine coaches that's better than Mike Tomlin. I had a uh, coaches list. I had a coaches list. I dropped it on Instagram. I got you right now. Um, I'm pulling it up. I had a coaches list. That's um. I got you. Give me like thirty seconds. But most of those guys, you're gonna probably name quarter coaches who got quarterbacks, and you gonna name Andy Reid. You gonna name Andy Reid. Blame it on the quarterback. All right, I got it right here. Because I understand the losing season and all that, right? And I get that. But that's the argument that everybody brings. They can't bring nothing else. I'm not talking about what he did in the Super Bowl he won before. I'm talking about today, 2023. Is he a top, you know, five coach? Nah, he's not. I got nine guys ahead of him. I'm going to tell you Mm. who they are. Andy Reid, number one. Bill Belichick, number two. Kyle Shanahan, number three. Doug Peterson, number four. Sean McVay. Sean Payton. Um, Nick Sariani is uh, is arguable, but I, I put you know Mike Tomlin over him, even though he um made a Super Bowl. Pete Carroll, um, who else am I missing? John Harbaugh, I got John Harbaugh over him. Doug Peterson, that's tough. You got Doug. I mean, Peterson. my guy been he won a Super Bowl no, with no, Nick no, Foles no, no, and no. all that. You we got, saw what he did with Trevor Lawrence last year. What you think I, about that list, Dave? Rock off. I was about to say. Rock off. I'm not going with y'all. From Los Angeles. That list after number two was trash. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's not trash. Yeah. Go ahead, Dan. Let me get Dan. Let me get Dan too. I'm gonna get that T caller. Go ahead, Dan. I mean, say? I mean, yeah. I I don't know how exactly it is. Obviously, Tomlin's got the winning records on his side. Like that's great. That's awesome. And at the same time, Leo also makes a good point. He hasn't won a playoff game since 2017. Whether that was because of the drama that plagued the Steelers around that time with Le'Veon Bell's holdout, Antonio Brown's just going to hell as far as personality goes. But at that point, it's a balancing act. It really is. And obviously you have these guys like Andy Reid, Bill Belichick, who've been consistent for a long time. Very well respected. We're going to see their bus... uh, enshrined in Canton one day. That's zero mm-hmm. question. At the same time, we also have to think as far as what exactly is the game going into now? The NFL, as we've seen multiple times over, is a league that exemplifies what have you done for me lately? And mm-hmm. that's a sport. And that's not just exclusive to the NFL. That's sports entirely. If you don't cut the mustard at some point, you're gone. That's just how it is. It doesn't matter. How what you've done doesn't matter how good you've you got to have a quarterback, especially in the AFC. If yeah. you don't have the quarterback, oh, yeah, obviously, obviously, if you got a quarterback in the AFC, and, 
NFC anywhere, it doesn't really matter. But when the like last time Bill Belichick did anything in the playoffs, he's probably the greatest coach. It was Tom Brady. Yeah, Yeah. and he got you know he did get Mac Jones to the playoffs, even though they got ran out the arena. I get it. But he got Mac in his rookie year. In his rookie year, that's impressive. That was a successful season to me. A rookie quarterback, you got him to the playoffs. Yeah, but that's a success. Call it and master your call today. Call it, give me what you give me your week one topic before we go. And well, hold on, hold on. My, my, my point that my guy Derek hit it on the money. That's why my podcast name is not 1999 anymore because people are still stuck in that era. It's a new game, the game is transforming, the game is changing as we know it. And that's why he is not a top five coach with these old heads. Stop it, okay? Get with it, get with the program. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, cool. You got that face, you got some raw thoughts coming out. It's about to come out. Bro, my week one is man. Hey, this got me flustered. Hey, so watch out for watch out watch out for the 49ers and the Cowboys, bro. Like that, those two defenses right there uh, are, are solid. I think people need to to be on the lookout. Um, as far as the fact that we get a Dallas Cowboys, they just might be the best team in the NFL. Like they just might be. Like they just might be. That defense is mean. That Prescott looks. Like he's poised to have a, a less turnover prone year, right? Um, and, and if they ain't got to score 20, 25 points, they can hold your team to zero, <laughs> right? Like the standard is being set. That's and that's not to crap on, that's not to crap on anybody on the AFC side, man. But them boys looking, them, them 49ers and them Dallas Cowboys is looking real nasty right now. Corlin, so shout out to them. You, you know, you're my guy. But all I'm going to say is New York Giants. That's why the Cowboys. I, look hey, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. The, the New <laughs> York Giants. But you'll do me off with this, with this Mike Thomas slander. Like, <laughs> nah. Nah, 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 nah. Hey, go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. Listen, I'm gonna get my they don't want to hit the facts. They don't want to hit the facts. I, I want to give a shout out um, because somebody that, that caught me by surprise that I think, um, I guess you can go two ways. It's going to come from the same game. Um, uh, Jordan Love in the Packers, man. I think the Packers have a lot of talent over there that's uh, uh, surrounding Jordan Love to where I said earlier in the show, if he can just be Jimmy Garoppolo, protect the ball, make plays when needed. They got weapons out of the backfield. They got some receivers, out, you know, out there with Romeo Dobbs and, you know, Watson and two young tight ends they drafted this year. Um, if he can protect the ball, man, I think that they could somehow steal that division because their defense is tough. Uh, I like J- Jair over there, uh, Kenny Clark up front. You know, they got uh, DeAndre Campbell um, there at linebacker. I think that the Packers can surprise a lot of people as far as – because nobody's picking them to do anything. You know, some people even think they're going to be last place. But I think that if Jordan Love can be Jimmy Garoppolo that, with the talent around him, that they can win the division. And coming into the season, I understand we all play fantasy football. We love fantasy football. It's a great, great game. And some players are great fantasy football players. Uh, Justin Fields is one of them. But all of this love and praise that Justin Fields got coming into the season, like this guy was about to jump the top echelon of quarterbacks and be up there, needs to stop ASAP. The guy is an athlete. He can get you some fantasy points because he can run the ball. But when it comes to being a great quarterback, he's just not that, you know. Teams were able to figure him out. Last season, now they're going to put him in positions where let's see you throw the ball. Even with DJ Moore, uh, Claypool over there, I just don't think that he's a great passer, 
of the football. So all of this love, you even had some idiots saying the Bears might win the division. I'm like, are, are you guys watching yeah, no. football? It's no way that you can think that Justin Field is that good to carry his team that far. So just from that game alone, it's just two things that I, you know, that that kind of jumped out to me. But uh, you got it, uh, Ryan. So my raw thoughts here, man, this might be like way left field or whatever. I just want to get this out real quick. Um, Like I was telling you, Mike, well, not told everybody else a while back, the, the Packers are at peace. You know, sometimes things just don't work. Relationships don't work. That's just what happens. Aaron Rodgers left. They got what they wanted. It just looks like Matt LaFleur. They got all their team in training camp. They ain't got to deal with the Aaron Rodgers shenanigans during the all season for training camp. Restructuring his contract, making more and more and more and more and more and more money. Because every year he'll sit out, then they'll pay him more. They'll restructure the contract, pay him more. Then they had to deal with that this offseason. So it was at peace. I think they are at peace. We didn't lose whatever. I think Matt LaFleur feels comfortable. Like he's like, look, I can actually be myself. I ain't got to worry about the shenanigans of Aaron Rodgers. This team is like one of the Dark Horse teams where I think it's going to be really good because they can actually be themselves. Kind of like they went through a meditation of yoga, like, whew. That storm is over. Okay, let's let's get back to the program. I agree with that. But here's my thing. Um, I'm gonna give them the week five. And it's like the weirdest. I know we talk about other teams that are inconsistent, but this one team is just super inconsistent to me. I'm at to the point, I'm like with a question mark. I don't know what to say about this team. If you ask me about this team, I'm saying I don't know. So with that being said, the Minnesota Vikings, I'm almost to the point they need to blow the team up. I don't know what type of team we're going to get, how good they are. I don't know what Kirk Cousins, first Cousins, whatever they call them. One week he's this. The next week he's this. Next week he's that. They have a lot of talent on that offense to be in this situation. I'm almost to the point, I understand as a business, Justin Jefferson's going to get his money. But I'm to the point, I might say, oh, wait a minute, pump your brakes. Let me find somewhere else to go. Because I don't know what this thing going to do. He may collect the check, may collect some money. But like you just said, Right there yourself, Detroit and the Green Bay Packers probably going to win this division. One of these two going to probably win division. I'm not so on the Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to give them to week six to see how consistent and inconsistent they are because under this, this, I don't know, man. Like, I'm just confused with this. This one thing I'm just confused with. I don't know what it is. I know Dalvin Cook is going to have a running back, but they end up getting the kid from USC. They got, um, is it Hawkinson? Hawkinson on the tight end for the yes, short line. They got, yeah, they got, they got, they got um Justin Jefferson. So I mean, they have other pieces there that can get things done. It's another receiver too, but I'm just at the point like, man, I'm still trying to figure out how they lose and how they can't put up points. One minute they're explosive, next minute it's like, where in the world? Like losing to Tampa Bay this this week was like, I know it's week one, but this happens to like week five. I'm like, I'm to the point, man, blow up the team. I don't want to necessarily blame the coach yet. But I'm to the point, like, do they need to just rebuild? Because, like, they're just wasting stuff. Like, guys going to be there just wasting time. Like, I don't see them doing anything in the next two, three years. If they don't do that this season, I'm just – this team right here just has me in a question mark. But y'all can rebuttal and give me your raw thoughts. Oh, yeah. I want I want to add something to Mint. You said Vikings. I was like, okay, they should have blown it up, like, maybe two to three years ago <laughs> because their cap situation was terrible for a mm -hmm. long time. And now all of a sudden, yeah, you got Jefferson, you got Hawkinson at the, at the deadline last year. You drafted Addison, who I think is going to be pretty good. But the problem with the Vikings is, and Leo could check this, what was their record in one-score games last year? Because I know they were in a lot they of them. They only lost one. 
Yeah, and they they were in like what nine, ten, nine, yeah. ten of one score games. Like that so that's an eight. So that's an eight and one to nine and one record in one score games. Mm. And I remember like I watched the Vikings Bills game where they won on a fluke fumble. I remembered yeah. uh, seeing the Vikings Colts game at a uh, like office party, and we were all just freaking out when we saw the Vikings just uh, get just like getting the doors blown off them, and then coming back but then the problem is i want to say right after that game or right before was a game against the cowboys where the vikings just got the doors blown off of them like the cow they could not stop the cowboys at any point and immediately at that stage i just went when i saw the vikings in the playoffs i went this is a team that's either going to go far because of the adversity they've had to face or they're getting blown out in the first round i had the giants winning that game in the wild card and sure enough lo and behold Giants beat the Vikings. So the problem that I had is now you lost to Darius Smith. You lost Mm. Eric Kendricks. And sure, Eric Kendricks was getting older, but he was the leader of that defense. I don't think that's a question. Patrick Mm. Peterson was also gone. So all of a sudden, you don't really have a cornerback you can rely on. They got Byron Murphy. He's okay. But I don't know how much of an upgrade he is on Patrick Peterson. So all of a sudden you have a whole bunch of defensive issues where we're still trying to figure themselves out an offense that's trying to gel may not have a great running game because Dalvin cook to Alex Madison. That's a downgrade. I don't know what Vikings fans were smoking when they fought otherwise the offensive line. You got Christian Darisaw. Love that man. Brian O'Neill. Love that man. Your interior offensive line is trash. I'm sorry to tell you, but yeah. and, and pro football focus would back that up. They were hot garbage. But and then Kirk Cousins, where you don't know what version of him you're going to get on any given day. You're either going to get a Kirk Cousins where Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern, he's throwing like he's going to be the second coming of Patrick Mahomes. Like, where's this guy come from? Where's this guy come from? And then you put the bright lights on him and he just disintegrates. You don't know. Yeah, he's going to go from (laughs) one end of the spectrum and he's going to go all the way to the other in world record time we're talking like uss enterprise activate the warp drive or yeah. whatever trying to drop star trek <laughs> references for captain kirk but yeah. obviously yeah, but yeah obviously like i don't get what version of the vikings we're gonna get and that's why i didn't have them winning the division the, the, i didn't have them making the playoffs because i don't know what version we're gonna get this could be either a 12 and 5 team or it could be a 5 and 12 team i don't know which version of the spectrum they're on losing to tampa has me thinking the latter at this stage but i don't again we don't know what version of the vikings we're ever going to get on any given day yeah it's, it's a list of teams for me i feel that's kind of like that like that that chargers that i guess if i make a a list it'd be like these are the the clippers of the of the nfl teams that you're like you know they have talent but until you see them do something you just don't believe it and the Vikings are, you know, a part of that uh, list for sure. But just to give, I would a, almost say they top the list. Yeah, they might be. Yeah, yeah they might be. I think it's called like I think for me the right word for it is the competitive rebuild. Like there's some teams that have talent that is trying to be yeah. competitive, but it's also rebuilding. The Vikings yeah, lead that. The Titans yeah. is there as well. They signed yeah. D Hop and he traded um AJ Brown. You know, um, the Saints is another one you could arguably put in there. Yep. The Rams, definitely, you could put in there. Like, the competitive rebuild, I'm trying to, you know, make the playoffs. But we are trading Ramsey. We are trading, yeah. you know, A.J. Brown. We are trading, you know, um, Thielen. Not 
trading him, but um, letting him go and letting you know um Dalvin Cook go. So um, I'm not a fan of those, and um, you know, I'll just leave us with that. What we trade? It's called competitive rebuild. No, no, no. It's called we traded our star. Our, we traded one guy. We traded a star receiver. That's it. Like wait, which, which, um, which team you talking about? And, and we still started. We traded AJ Brown, the Titans. We traded AJ oh, Brown. We still started, the, and we still started the season seven and three. And if we didn't have a collapse last year with injuries, we probably win our division going away. Like don't don't like like get, get the I'm, back I'm straight just, before you try to. Throw I'm, um um um. <laughs> first of all, I'm not like, first of all, but how many teams? First of all, <laughs> when you trade a guy like AJ Brown, right? You're basically kind of like trying to retool, right? Trying to retool whatever, and that's what they did. But how many people no, are picking no. the Titans to win this division? Because they like nobody. They dropped uh, the Hey, just to give, hey, just to give. No, them a lot of people was dumbass people. I tell you that because I'm not even shit. They Jaguars is winning that division for sure. Okay, they did. The Jaguars are winning that division for sure. Hey, real, right? Hey, real. I feel like you're on team with that one, man. I think that Jacksonville is by far the favorites in that. Yeah, they are. I don't know how many people watching, but they like nobody trusts Tannehill. I I can't trust Tannehill. And that's another thing too. First of all, I got my facts straight. I know sports. Okay. I know sports. Didn't they draft? Didn't they draft? Okay, two backup quarterbacks that they trying to usher in, Malik Willis, and I'm freaking on. What's that other dude from Kentucky? Will Levis. That's that's rebuilding. That's rebuilding. That's literally rebuilding. That's draft. No, that's drafting the guy. The future. To So you mean to tell me? No, that that they rebuilding. They rebuilding. And that's why it's not a full rebuild. The Patriots rebuilding when they drafted Jimmy G. Hello, hello. Did you hear what I just said? Competitive rebuild. So it's not a full rebuild. Were the Patriots rebuilding when they drafted Jimmy G? Yo, my man. Different because Tom is a Super Bowl champion. My man. Were the Packers rebuilding when they drafted? I said competitive. We build, which means we are trying to be competitive. We are not fully rebuilding. So it's not a full rebuild. It's we trying to be competitive what, what, what while we Titans? rebuild. You you said competitive rebuild in the name trading AJ Brown as a rebuild. Like, come on, bro. Like, what are we talking about here? Bro, like, oh my god. Do this do understand English? Do you want me speaking Chinese? Come on, bro. Competitive rebuild, bro. Right now. I'm here to expose this right now. Wow. Bro, go ahead, go ahead, bro. Oh, my God. Hey, but hey, I, I want to give a shout out to uh from week one. Um, you know, the Rams, because I've been all offseason preaching tank, tank, tank for Caleb Williams, but they came out and picked up a big victory on the road. Uh, shout out to the Rams, man, for that that win. Puka played amazing. No Cooper Cup. I don't know if he's ever gonna be the same, but they were able to pick up a nice win. But I got a shout out to Cleveland Browns, man, because if Deshaun Watson can somehow tap into that that last year with the Houston Texans are, are not the last year, but when they, you know, were up big on the Chiefs, um, you know, and they collapsed. If he could turn into that guy and play with that defense that they have over there led by Miles Garrett and, you know, Denzel Ward and those guys, the Browns can be a problem, but it's going to come down to if he can figure it out and get back to that because there's going to be some games where he's going to have to put up more points, you know, than – he did this past week because his defense won't stop a quarterback to 86 yards. But 
The Browns can be a problem if they can figure something out with Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I agree All with right. that. I think the Browns are the, the – well, quickly, I think they're the team to beat, actually, right now, when you think about it. Because even though the Bengals won this division last year, we saw what they did to the Bengals, by the way. Um, 24 to 3 or something like they that. They always beat the Bengals. Yeah, the they always beat the Bengals. They always beat Joe Burrow, and I get that. But you also have to look at it from this perspective, though. Like, the Bengals, I feel, they are in a position where they're trying to start slow like how they did last year, right? And I understand last year they was like 0-2, then they picked it up. But there was a lot of things that happened around this division. Like Lamar Jackson got hurt. Um, Deshaun Watson, they were changing two quarterbacks in a, in a year where they was ushering in this new quarterback, Deshaun Watson, taking the offense from Jacoby. That was going on. You had the Steelers that decided all of a sudden to start Kenny Pickett when they rolled out Mr. Trubisky and was losing games. So all of those things kind of like open up for like the Bengals to go on this run and, and cover some ground. They can't do that this year. The Browns are a very good team. They are very underrated on paper. And I don't even think they played their best ball. And a lot of people was like, are we going to get this um, Houston Deshaun Watson back? They don't need that Deshaun Watson, though. They just need a competent Deshaun Watson. Like that Deshaun Watson didn't have a top offensive line. That Deshaun Watson didn't have a 1,000-yard rusher. Only Carlos, Carlos Hyde did it one year, right? He has those things here. He has Nick Chubb. So they just need him to be competent and get more out of that passing game. And I think they should be able to win. The Steelers are dropping like flies. Deontay Johnson is going to be out for a couple weeks. Um, Cameron Hayward going to be out for a couple weeks. Um, Lamar Jackson, I still don't know how to feel about Todd Munkin's offense over there and that, you know, dynamic with him and, and um, Lamar. So they should literally be right there and should be the team to beat, to me. Hey, so before we get to yeah, With that being said, we're going to go ahead and knock out these um quick topics. It's getting on the, the second hour. Of the yeah, I'm, I'm about yeah, to get up out of here. I just wanted to say, you yeah. know who else started slow and didn't need all them excuses to win a division? That's like a worthless, um, a worthless point to bring up, but your boy's about to get up out of here. You know, um, <laughs> Ryan Jones, you always, you know, my number, you know, call me when you need a friend, my brother. Y'all, y'all be good. And I'm looking forward to, um, <laughs> we, we got to tussle again in like five weeks when, you know, we talk more about, hey, Ryan, hey, now, Debbie, y'all welcome on my show. It's not 1999 anymore. He said, what? I, 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 I advise against it. Listen, man, if y'all want that smoke, if y'all not scared of prime time, then y'all know where to find me, okay? I'm him. Hey, hey, All right, I'm must see TV. Peace out. <laughs> oh, hey, man. That, that was fun. Oh, that was man. Fun. That was fun. Oh, man. I was having fun. I had like my food like right here. That's why I was like dipping out so much. I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that being oh, said, we're gonna knock out these quick three topics real quick. We ain't gonna be too long on them. So uh sponsored by Sims Collections. This show is again sponsored by Sims Collections by Monica Rich. All right, um Colorado's new state of mind. Um, Michael, I'm gonna let you go first, man. Um, tell me what you feel, how you feel about Colorado. Um, DM Primetime, Shador, Travis Hunter, all those boys. And I know you're a guy who covers USC, so we got a good matchup coming up soon. But give me your raw thoughts on this caliber state of mind. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're doing what they're supposed to do. They picked up, you know, two big victories. Um, you know, um, Prime got some players over there, like his son, <laughs> you know, a, a top quarterback. So they were supposed to be. Um, you know, every I don't get why everybody was so, so shocked 
when they beat TCU. TCU wasn't bringing back all of their squad. Max Duggan wasn't that quarterback, you know, and it was a game that they were able to, you know, scrape out and pick up that victory. And Nebraska is trash. Like, Nebraska, I don't know what they need to do to get back to being great. Cough, they cough, so volleyball trash. school, cough, cough. Yeah, but <laughs> I, think, I think with Colorado, we won't really see who they are until they match up at Oregon. Um, so they play Colorado State this week. Uh, it's a rivalry right. game at home, but they're going to smack them up. I expect them to. But at Oregon is when we're really going to see what they're truly about um, because, you know, their defense, you know, in that TCU game showed that they can be attacked. Um, can, you know, can our guy Hunter, can he can he do that for the entire season? Like, you're asking that man to do a lot. But it's it's that period of at Oregon, um, and then they're going to be playing at home versus SC. Like, they can easily lose both of those games, and everybody's going to be talking about them as just, you know, a middle of the, the pack when it comes to the Pac-12. So, uh, you know, we're going to learn more about them, but I don't think that through these first few weeks you should be like, oh, they, they have a chance to compete for a championship. They're, it's just because it's prime time. Prime time brings excitement. Whatever he does, it's like we've seen him with the Jerry Curl that looked wet, that was actually <laughs> dry. We get excited about him. But, you know, we got to wait until they play somebody, and that won't be until they play against Oregon. So my thing is, uh, before I go to that, if they beat the if they beat Oregon USC, will they be in that top four playoff game? If they beat Oregon, yeah. If they beat Oregon and USC, <laughs> that means you know that they beat two teams in the top fifteen, one team that's top five, top four. So that's going to skyrocket them up. So it's going to be a prove it moment. But if they, you know, if they they can easily come out with two L's. And it's going to be a different story. So I, I'm not going to jump on that train <laughs> until they play Oregon and can beat Oregon. And then when they play Southern Cal, it's going to be an amazing game. All right. So, Derek, I'm going to let you go ahead and uh, tell me about this. How you feel about this Colorado team? I'm pretty sure you watch the college football. Oh, yeah. Like, I I paid attention to them. Like, I, I'll openly admit, at first I wasn't sure in large part because Deion Sanders is moving up from Jackson State to Colorado. That's elite. Like that's that's a leap from like the freaking moon, essentially. But I'll admit what Deion Sanders did best was he lit a fire under a program that really needed it. Colorado only won a single game last year. Mm -hmm. So obviously everyone's going to have problems when he brings his own guys and says, hey, you guys ever get the program or find somewhere else to go. It's like, frankly, if when you're a one win team, you can be talked to any way you want because you won one game. What was going on there was not working. And I think even those players who were there last year, they'll admit to it. They know they weren't good enough. So what Dion did and what Colorado was right in this hiring was he's changed the culture damn near overnight. Mm-hmm. Like it's been night and day between last year and this year for that program. And sure, TCU in a state of flux. Max Duggan's gone. Top receivers are gone. Top running backs are gone. A lot of defenders are gone too. Okay, fine. Nebraska, they're in year one of Matt Rule. And we know from Temple, from Baylor, year one Matt Rule does not change everything. Like the program's still going to be the same. Get back to that in about two to three years and let's see what happens there. But as far as Colorado goes, Shadur Sanders obviously playing out of his mind, definitely worthy of Heisman contention at this point. 
Travis mm-hmm. Hunter, like like Michael said, like I want to see how he does with the whole playing two positions bit the whole season. Obviously, playing in the middle of Texas in the August heat, that's not good by any stretch. He held on, so that's good. But I want to, like he said, I want to see that the whole season because if he does, we have the very unique opportunity of seeing football's version of Shohei Otani. Yep. where he can go both receiver and cornerback. And I bet the NFL will make money hand over fist if that happens. And what, what I also want to bring up as far as Colorado goes, and someone's pitched this to me, and I really like this idea the more I thought about it, is what if Shadur Sanders decides to stick around until 2025? Because 2024's draft, you got Caleb Williams, you got Drake May, you got Quinn Ewers, you got a whole bunch of quarterbacks in the day one to day two range. Obviously, that's there's a lot of attention that's going to be at the quarterback position. But all of a sudden, if you're Shadur Sanders, 2025 does not have a lot of elite quarterbacks attached to it. See, yeah, Travis Hunter can't come out to 25, right? Exactly. So you all, so you still have Dion. You still have your dad as head coach. You'll still have your best weapon. And also probably the best player outside of you on the team. So you've pretty much built Colorado up as a program. And now all of a sudden, if you do beat USC, if you do beat UCLA, if you beat all these big Pac-12 powerhouses before the conference just goes, gets snapped like Thanos out of existence. um, Once that happens, who knows? You've created a hype train on the level of someone like Trevor Lawrence, because I remember Trevor Lawrence was hyped up as the best prospects in Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. And now I'm not going to say that Shadur Sanders is going to be that dude. I'm, I'm not sure yet. We've only, I've only seen him play the Colorado games, so I'll openly admit I want to see more. But if you have two straight years of huge success, if you win a Heisman, maybe two in that time, if you even take Colorado to the to the championship at one point who knows you open the door for a ton of possibilities you'll be the number one pick with a bullet in 2025 and you'll have a big four of him club uh club nick from clemson hunter and harold perkins out of lsu that's a pretty good big four if you ask me so i think if colorado does extremely well this year if he does beat Caleb Williams, if he does beat Dante Moore out of UCLA, who's my guy, if you if he beats Bo Nix in Oregon, all of a sudden you've opened the door for a lot more for a lot more open. He has to I'm go. Trying, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to word this yeah, properly if, because no, if, if, I want to see this. If I that want, happens, I genuinely I think, do. Yeah, if if that happens, he has to go. Like if he lights it up that much, where they go undefeated, like you gotta because you know how it is. Next year they're just gonna break down all your tape. To where you go from being that, a top five pick to you know to where you're in the 10, 15 where you're losing money, you know, he has to go. But I think that most likely we're gonna see him uh back again next year because I just I can't see them being they gotta play against a ranked Oregon, USC, Oregon State, and UCLA team. That's gonna be a very All four tough. who have phenomenal quarterbacks. Yeah, it's oh, gonna be very yeah, you got it, Corlin. Yeah, no. Uh, so here's my thing, right? Shadur Sanders is number two in the country in passing right now. Mm-hmm. Not, not, not number one is the kid in Hawaii who we know Hawaii's pass is always in yeah. Mountain there. West. So we're just going to say he's number one in the country, right? I don't count Hawaii because <laughs> yeah. they don't go nowhere, right? 
Sudeiro's number one. He's beating out Caleb Williams. He's beating out Michael Penix. He's beating out Sam Hartman. He's beating out Spencer Rattler and all these guys, right? Now, I, I believe, right? I, I'm a believer now in Colorado. At first, I was like, I got to see it. One win team. He's, he brought his bags, and it was Louis. But these are FCS bags, right? Like we, you brought these kids, right? A bunch of guys from the transfer portal, um, and, and then you're expecting for this Colorado team to compete. Well, they beat. They 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 posted the upset of TCU, then they beat Nebraska, which I, I saw that happen because Nebraska's offense is god awful. Jeff um, Sims is horrible. Right, but that defense, but that defense is legit. That defense is legit. True. And we saw we saw Shadur with six foot six and six foot four in the space, at, you know, a second to the snap and snake after the snap for a ball to snap, what he could do. Right. Now they go to Coast State uh this week, or Coast State comes to uh comes to Boulder, right? They should walk all over Coast State. It, it, it should. They should walk all over that team. But I said this. I had them going after week one. I posted this on Twitter. I said with the upset in week one, I predict the Buffaloes to go five and six for the remainder of this season. They will be bowl eligible, win their bowl game to finish. Uh, uh, I mean, the uh, and win their bowl game to finish at seven and six on the year. That's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Right? Oregon State. I think that's going to be a loss. Oregon State is a great. Is a good secondary. Right. They're a good secondary. They're solid. And it's going to, I think it's going to see, we're going to see if Shadur Sanders can really, what he can really do against a legitimate secondary. USD is just too good at every area on the team, right? On that, on the field, right? And, and they're going to come to Boulder and they're going to put the boys on numbers. It's going to be, a, I think it's going to be a dogfight. I think Shadur should be able to perform well, right? But USC is just too good, right? Arizona State, winnable game. Stanford, I think they take an L. UCLA, I think they take an L. Oregon State, winnable game. Arizona, winnable game. Washington State, they should win that game. Utah, they can take an L. I think that's unfair. But after this, this year, is, if, if and after man. this year, if after this year, Shadur Sanders, because he's right now he's at nine oh three and six touchdowns, no interceptions. Right, him and yeah. him and Caleb, him and Caleb Williams right now are the only outside of Sam Hartman. Are the only quarterbacks in the top ten right now with with, with that have six or more uh, touchdowns and have no interceptions? If that man can go the whole year and be second or third in the country in passing, right, and, and keep his turnovers down, he has all the raw tools to go to somebody's team, sit for a year, and come back and be and come out and be a starter. He doesn't have to wait till twenty twenty five. Mel Kiper has him number three. Uh, it's Caleb, it's Penix from Washington, and then it's well, uh, I, I, Sanders. Right now, my this, is, this is a deep quarterback draft. Now, think about all the people you said. Especially, I forgot about Hartman and Notre Dame. Well, here's the thing: people Who laughed at Travis? me when I said. People laughed at me when I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, people laughed at me when I said I got seven to ten guys that have day one to day two grades. People was like, "No, nah, you crazy. You must not watch college football." I said, "No, teams that don't have a quarterback got a chance <laughs> to have a quarterback that, in this yeah. draft right here." That don't mean that seven to ten teams are going to go out there and draft their draft a quarterback with a first or second round pick. It just means these guys got that kind of talent, right? Mm-hmm. Now, Shadur Sanders, what's the team that he can fall? I think he can go to Denver. I think he can go to Tampa Bay, Atlanta. I would love to see Atlanta. Yeah. Right? Minnesota. Right? You take you, you put him on one of those teams, you let him sit for a year, learn a system. You know he's a quick learner. TV 12 is, was, was mentoring him in the offseason. You see the mentoring pairing off, Right? You get that dude, and then 2025, you trot him out there as your starter, bro. You got a, a ready to go hot out the other quarterback that can go win you games in the NFL. Like, you got that. So, 
Yeah, I, I think Colorado's going to be good. I think what Prime is doing is amazing. And then here's the thing. You gave the wrong man the transfer portal. You gave the wrong man college football free agency. Yeah. You gave the wrong dude college football free agency. Yeah. Because you think that kid from TCU yeah. is, was looking like when he got up and, and, and you see Prime with his hands on his shoulders talking to him, he out there checking on him on the ground. You think he looking at TCU sideline like, I'm going to be here next year? Hell no. He's trying to dangle the carrot in front of him. Like, come on, you somebody know what Somebody posted a meme on Twitter or I should say X and said, this is the last dude I want to talk to my players on the sideline. Man, facts. Because I've, like, I've seen that too. I saw that. Yeah, like, if you're a bro, yes. yeah, if you a parent and prime time come to your house, you like, oh, this is where you're going. That's, that's yeah. right, right, right. That's, that's the ability of his brand and his marketing. But I'm gonna make yeah. this real quick because the last two topics are gonna make it quick because we run out of time. Um, okay. but me, man, like I'm looking at these skill positions. This is gonna be a really good team. This is gonna be must see TV. They're gonna be on TV just about every. They got so much going for them in Colorado. You have a brand of primetime Dion. Then you have star power and skill positions. They even have the cockiness to humbleness. When you hear these guys interview, most coaches have PRs that tell you how to handle interviews, like. They'll, you know, the typical athlete be like, oh, that's a good team. You know, we're just going to prepare, blah, blah, blah. You know, we're just doing our films, you know, study on them. Dion's terms of, we some dogs. We ain't worried about them. We taking this personal. We going after them. We We respect the coach, but they ain't seen nobody like us. Like most teams don't, you know, and athletes don't do that. I'm going to take it even further. And I'm going to ask you guys a real quick question. Because, again, the time is super, super short. Could this be like. It may be high or below. I'm going to give it to you. Do you think they're going to be better, same, or below? The culture of, of Colorado, could it be like the back in the days, the Miami U? Yes. I think they can be better than that. What you think, I, Michael? Michael? I don't think he's going to stay that long. Like, you know, he got his two sons there now. I think once a better situation comes forward, you know, I think he might be like, oh, okay, I'm going to make this move. I think Colorado was a perfect proving ground for him to show that he can coach and, you know, a, a big place. But I don't think he's going to stay there long enough for that to happen. How about you, Derek? So time to throw something out into the ether here for a little bit. You know, as LeVar Ball says, I'm going to speak it into existence. Um, there is a certain coach in Tuscaloosa – He's starting to get a little older, might be thinking about retiring, going to the booth for a little bit. Deion Sanders is going to have a few years under his belt at that time. And if he wants that big stage, what better stage to do it on? I'm just throwing it Alabama. out there. I, would you got, hate to see I mean, that. you got to consider it. You know that Alabama is going to throw a ton of money. If Nick Saban Ooh. retires, tell hey. me that they are not going to back up at hey, least a few Brinks trucks at Deion Sanders' backyard. The reason I say I would hate to see that, right, is because I think it would put a damper on on Dion. Because then it would, because like what he's doing in Colorado is he has a chance with, with a team that ain't won nothing. Was yeah, the, I think one of the most, yeah, to build that program up and it and it he becomes the Nick Saban in Colorado, right? Like he can become that guy in Colorado. He can become I'm that a, kind of that that big face. I get what you're saying. I think if he goes to Ella. I think if he goes to Alabama, it becomes then the brand over the coach. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I get what you're saying. Well, I, I like what you say. Yeah, yeah I, I can understand it. I also know that he left Jack. He was supposed to be that guy in Jackson State. And the minute Colorado <laughs> yeah. offered him, like, the Brinks truck, 
yep. he split town. And before right, we right, right. I, 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 I'm not saying I like it, but I'm yeah. saying I'd understand why. And before we switch gears, just know Colorado is not Miami. You know, the whole everything that comes around Miami is the reason why that was so great. So that's why they will not be Miami. But you got it, Ryan. All right, so real quick, um, just a quick second. Um, has NIL affected recruiting? Um, all y'all can ask answer maybe 30 seconds. And teams like Clemson, I'm seeing them kind of like fail. That's why I hit it because like I seen the coach at Clemson really go at it. So, Derek, how you feel about that? Uh, Clemson's lucky they got Klubnik when they did because, <laughs> yeah, the the NIL has pretty much turned to like the transfer portal, recruiting. It's It's college free agency at this point which can be good for these kids. They at least know the concept of free agency. They know what the best deal is for them. I'm all one for that. Give them that power. But at the same time, you're going to see these big name programs take all the big guys. You're going to see Alabama get a bunch of guys. You're going to see Georgia get a bunch of guys. And then you're going to see these middle of a road programs that have managed to find success like Utah, like your like your Oklahoma State's, your Texas A&M's, Texas Tech's, you're going to see them take steps back because they just don't have the money anymore to throw at these guys. All right, uh, how you feel about Quillen? I, I, I'm throwing this out here, man. So I think you're going to see a shift because it has it has messed up recruiting. Um, when I was going on recruiting trips, it it wasn't it wasn't like that, right? It was you know you go to UNC, you see. The Hall of Goats, right? You see Lawrence Taylor, you see Julius Peppers, you see Jordan, you see Vince Carter, you see all this, and it was wear this uniform because they wore this uniform, right? Uh, you go to UT, right? You see the national championship, uh, national championship trophy. You see Peyton Manning, T. Martin, all these guys wear this uniform because they wore this uniform. And now it's hey, come here because you can get a Bojangles deal, yep. million dollars, right? Come here because you can get a Lamborghini, a Tech, uh, uh, Austin, right deal. Right, B. John Robinson, right, $2.5 million over four years. Right, like it's it, it come here because you can do that. Texas, the teams that are gonna run this, like the next wave of actually the new generation, Texas, Oklahoma, USC, uh-huh. um, UCLA. I'm gonna throw Bama in there just because yeah, of, of the brand of the brand, the brand, right? UNC, Oregon. Florida State might have a chance to come back. Florida up. State, Georgia, Georgia, probably. Georgia. And Those are going to be your top 10 teams. Yeah. And the reason I say that, and the reason I throw UNC, uh, UNC in there is because it's Jordan Brand, right? right it's right. a Jordan, the Jordan Brand True. school. He went yeah. to school there. So they want to have money. Them oligarchs, them oil, that oil money that Texas and Oklahoma can throw at you, I guarantee you for the next, I would say, 10 to 15 years, as long as NIL and, and, and the college free, agent, free agency thing is a, is a thing, and wherever Dion land, of course, if he's the outlier, those are going to be the schools that you have to worry about because those will be the schools your your top guy, your top quarterback, your top receiver, your top linebacker, running uh, uh, edge rusher. They're going to say, "Hey, I can go and get oil money with a booster that's bounce that that's going to boost me up, right? Who owns yeah. this company? He's going to he's going to help my mom. He's going to help me help my mom and my cousins and my family and all of them before I even make NFL money. Yeah, that's and that, that that's already part of the packages when you talk to uh, the, like different, you know, I talk to different high school prospects that are four or five star, and it's already a part of the, the selling point. So NIL has changed everything. I remember talking at Media Day, Pac-12, to Herman Edwards, who got himself in some trouble because of this stuff. But uh, the NIL is like free agency, and it's changed everything. So I believe it has. What, what you got right, next for? 
got got one minute um left. Um, how do you guys make it real quick? One minute. Um, demise of uh the Pac-12 is on the way. How do you guys feel? Um, quick. Hey, second. I, let, just to take this first, just to be you know be around the Pac-12. It just came down to money and TV money, and the Pac-12 commissioner didn't want to make the right move, so everybody else said, "All right, we are out of here because we want to get the bag." And SC and UCLA went and got it, and now the other teams follow suit. So into the Pac-12. Go ahead, Derek. They weren't going to wait forever. Like Michael said, you had all the chances in the world to get a TV deal and you blew it. So I'm sorry for, I'm sorry for your loss. I'm sorry that the West coast may not have a like power five division anymore, but let's be honest. You kind of brought that one on yourselves. I can only hope Washington state and Oregon state enjoy their time in the mountain West, because let's be honest, that's probably where they're going. All right, cool. Let me make quick. Raw thoughts. <laughs> yeah, like, man, raw thoughts, man. I said this a couple months ago, uh, and I'm going to stick to it. And everybody thought I was crazy for saying this. Get ready for them to undo all this SEC, ACC, Pac 12, Big 12, Big 10. It's going to go to four super conferences, right? With two East, with the East and the West division. It's because it, the, the ACC now gets Cal, I think Cal and Stanford, right? Or Sanford and some other school. How do you think that's going to work with, with, with logistics? How do you think these two East Coast, East Coast school and West Coast school are going to play each other and the travel and all this stuff? It just ain't going to work out. This is going to become – it's going to become wide open NFL style uh, college football, right? We already got free agency, right? We already got uh, a trade, the trade market, right? <laughs> the only thing we're missing is the, is, the season, uh, is the season format and the schedule format. So – um, it sucks. I mean, like y'all said, TV pro, uh, nobody's, nobody's staying up to watch uh, West Coast, right? I mean, Mike Michael is in Los Angeles, but I'm pretty sure right now it's 10 o'clock here in Nashville. I'm pretty sure it's like 8 o'clock over there right now, right? Like, no one stays up to watch these games, and I can tell you, it's really hard to stay up and watch a USC game, or a Lakers game for that matter, right, <laughs> when you're on the, on the, on the East Coast, yeah. right, on, on Central Time or Eastern Time, uh, Eastern time. so um, oh, it sucks. It sucks, but, you know what I mean, we'll see what, how this works next year and then yeah. what where it goes from there. Well, 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 we had a great two-hour show tonight. And with that being said, I'm going to end the show. And um, you guys, I appreciate you guys. And with that being said, Raw Mind, Raw Thoughts is out.